from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about the Pokemon Direct and talk about the Smash Brothers Direct live stream, whatever they're calling it. Mustard. Gotta go fast! Brief and to the point. That's how I like it. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 202. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Game of the year is quickly becoming Game of Forever, Johnson. Wow. Uh, I'm Jeremy, Curse of the JC Drift, Mikowski. Oh, no. And I'm John, Land Party Knitter. Land Party. You're getting up getting up to the future now with your, with oh, your yeah. landing. We'll talk about that, of course. You might finally be able to play multiplayer. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, yeah, we'll do that like we do every show. You know, let's start off and talk about what we bought, what we've been playing right here. As you know, there was a big sale. Well, maybe you don't know, but you know now, and, and it'll be done by the time I post this episode, so sorry. Yay. But uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a big uh, New Year's eShop sale, which actually finally included Nintendo stuff. So what was it? Mario Kart was as low as forty one ninety nine, which is about as low as Nintendo first party games go so there you go so um, weird i wonder why the 41.99 why not 40 dollars? i think it's because of the percentage because that's like i don't know whatever it rounds out to from whatever percentage because isn't it like 30 something percent or something like that that they take off but it's a weird number i don't know why yeah why aren't they just like 20 bucks off which i guess would be 30 percent. i don't know nintendo does weird things like that yeah because 30 percent is not like you know, it's not fully divisible into 100 or whatever. So, yeah, that's that's what you get with that. But aside, I mean, yeah, some Nintendo games were on sale. A whole bunch of indies were on sale. So I kind of went through and picked up some games that I kind of wanted that I didn't get before. I used I used the rest of John's uh, Christmas money in there. So thanks. Thanks again. Yeah, so, plus, oh, plus yeah. I had some plus I had some gold coins in there as well. So it kind of like I ended up not spending anything aside from what was already there. So that's cool. But I went up, I ended up getting, and I, and I saw that you got this one too, Jeremy. Uh, I got Donut County, yep. which I remember that being a huge thing like a couple of years ago or whatever. A lot of people talking about it. It's kind of like, a, it's it's like Katamari Damacy in reverse. You know, it's like a, instead of like putting things together, you're sucking things into a hole and the hole gets bigger, yeah, like yeah. the more stuff you suck in. And it's it's super charming. You know, it's a, it actually kind of reminds me of Pikmin too, because if you go into the Trashopedia, like after you beat every level. There's all these fun descriptions of the things that you sucked up, and and it's obviously like not the real description. It's like they they keep keep claiming that rocks are from aliens, and like they're not, you know, any oh, okay. rocks that you found or brought brought you say by Katamari aliens. Katamari had that too, but it wasn't. I don't think it had the nonsensical descriptions. Yeah. Or it'll be like, or or it would show like a truck, or show like a truck with an open bed or whatever, and it says this is a driving trash can or something like that, which <laughs> kind of is, you know, everything and, from a raccoon's perspective. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, no, that's right. And yeah, it kind of reminded me of Pikmin where it's like, 
You know, like a Pikmin 3, a minor spoilers, Sean, if you haven't got there yet. It's like when you find like an apple or like a – maybe it's a different fruit under than apple, but they call it like an insect hotel, you know, like stuff like My that. My favorite was uh, a yeah. lemon is a face wrinkler. Yeah. <laughs> the, all this – or what was the um, – the one that I really liked was the uh, kiwi one where it's, it's called like something – it's called like the deceiver or something like that because it's, cause it's all furry on the outside, but then it's like juicy, you know. is <laughs> a weird – yeah, the way they describe it because it's like not – it's it's not what you think it would be because of the way it's just put together and all that stuff. So it kind of it kind of reminds me of that of like the descriptors and they do that in all the all the all the Pikmin games, you know, where it's like you find like something you know what it is, but they call it something else and it's fun and that's kind of how they do this too. But I don't know for some. I think I read originally when Donut County somebody mentioned that it was better on the phone or that I think it was cheaper on the phone is what most people said. So that's why yeah. I guess I never really got it on the Switch. But but it was a fifty percent off, I think, right? So I got it for six dollars. I think it was six fifty total, but it's cool. Yeah, it's super charming. I was playing around with it last night. It's uh, I know it's a very, sh- I know it's short, but mm-hmm. I haven't gotten all the way through. Very I, short. I just played. I just played some levels and enjoyed what I played, and it was cool. So yeah, I have that now. I now have Donut County, even though I don't, I don't see how it would be better to play it on the phone than uh, than on your Switch because I would not have, want to have my finger in front of the hole, you know, while That's you're moving exactly it around. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, which is what... then you can't even see the size of the hole, which is very important to how. Oh sure, yeah, and you. And you need to know, and you need, and like you kind of sometimes you got to move it around for stuff that's a little bit too big to where you like, you know, get it in like more like horizontally, you know, so it can go through the hole and all that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but you've been having fun with it too, right, Jeremy? Yeah, I beat it. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you had gotten all the way through it just because I like the first time I booted up, I played it all the way through. I mean, it's really, it's really fun, but it's more of a uh, definitely a very laid back gaming experience. I mean, anybody could play this and have a good time, but oh, sure, it's not exactly challenging. What would you say? Would it would it take you like three hours, four hours to get through it? I'd say probably around two hours. I'd have to look. The switch won't give me an accurate time for a little while, but oh yeah, yeah. And it, all and it, one play, I think it it couldn't have been more than two hours. And it probably doesn't. Yeah, it probably doesn't tell you. And I took like little game. breaks where I would just pause it and eat some food or something. Sure, but it's fun. I recommend it. Like for the price, it's definitely worth. It's a fun game, and I, I actually will probably try to show it to a couple people I know and see what they think of it. Because, like you said, I think it's probably better with a controller. Then, the screen's then the not phone, yeah. by your big ham fist. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's. I mean, we've we've talked many a times about how much we dislike phone games, but that's just that's just another thing that I hate about trying to play something on the phone. It's just your big ass finger being the front of everything. <laughs> Which I guess I could I could use that to transition to my next game that I got this this week, even though it's not. I, I did get more sales stuff, but I ended up buying just because I figured out that you could do this, so I just did it kind of because you could do it, and I did have some gold points. Some gold points that were on the verge of uh, expiring on my Jap- on my Japanese eShop account because well because I don't use my Japanese eShop account that much. Oh, okay. So I had some dollars. I had like five dollars on there that was going to expire actually if I didn't use them like within like the next month or so. So. I ended up using them on. Let me make sure and get the entirety of the of the title here. Doctor Kawashima's brain training for Nintendo Switch is the name of the new like brain age, brain training, whatever wow. game for the Switch. I got it off the Japanese eShop, and of course, it's all in English, so you can totally buy it early if you want it. I don't know when the release date is for America, or if they even said when it was, but 
but it's been out it's been out for J- Japan for a while. I just kind of realized that it, I was like, oh shit, it's probably in English. So now yeah. that I know how to tell whether games are in English or not on the eShop, which I think I mentioned before in the show, but I think it's like maybe the second or third thing in the details. There's a whole bunch of different. I forget what the actual kanji is, whatever, the the symbols for language. But if there's more than one, use your Google Translate. You can actually use it on the TV, which I used. Just hold it up to the TV or to your Switch, and it will tell you all of the languages that that particular game is in. And most of the time, if there's a lot of them, there's a good chance that there's an English one. So you just look at that, and if it says English, you're good to go. And you download it, and it will automatically become English when you get it. So that's what I did. I have it like now. The, because of your region? Yeah, it'll it'll automatically switch it because yeah, you have a region whatever switch, and uh, yeah, I've been playing I've been playing brain training again. It like really brings me back, it took me back to those old days of the DS. Uh-huh. I only had the first one. Did you guys get any of the sequels or anything like that? I only ever played the first one. We had the first one. Yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm automatically reminded of like how you have to write numbers in a certain way. It won't. It will never recognize my nines. <laughs> Well, it'll it'll never recognize my nines because I start from the bottom instead of the middle, uh-huh. so they always think they're zeros. So all that all of that anguish and all all of those headaches are back <laughs> for the switch now. So yay! And it's uh, and it's weird because the reason that I mention it as we were talking about phone games and stuff is it's basically a phone game. It's you you can play it on the TV, but you can only play multiplayer games and like there's some like quick single player games that you can play but as far as the actual like game like the brain age and stuff like that you can't do that on the tv you have to play it touch screen you have to play it handheld with the touch screen yeah and you hold it like tate mode or you know portrait mode however you would like on the side like this and that's how you play it and you play it with your finger but uh one thing that I did find that was a nice surprise, which I think you'll enjoy, John, if you end up getting it, is uh, there's a hidden Dr. Mario game in there, <laughs> which I didn't even know. Oh, I did see something about that. It's yeah, called like it's- Germ. It's called like Germ Crusher or Germ Eradicator or something like that. And I, yeah. and I and I didn't even put it put it together. And I like turn it on. I was like, oh shit, this is Dr. Mario. But you have to, you know, you play with your finger like you would. You drag the phone. it. I think yeah. it's like the one that's on the phone, isn't it? Kind of similar to that or different. The oh, I mean, the only sim- the only similarity the only similarity to the one on the phone is when you you know when you have like a when you have like a pill where like only part of it goes away and there's a floating part mm-hmm. you can take that floating part and put it to a different place. That's oh, okay. the only that's the only similarity to the phone one. But no, it's not like the phone one because the phone one is backwards. They like go from the bottom to the top, not the top to the bottom. This is more traditional. Aside from that, you can move around that extra piece of the of the pill. So that's a novelty, or is it actually a pretty good Doctor Mario game? I mean, it's if you don't mind playing with your finger with the stylus, it's fine, I guess. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really that much of a Dr. Mario player. I'm, I, I just, I'm not very good at it, and I don't. I, I imagine if you got to like some of the way harder levels, it may not be as good, just because you don't have that controller, you know, which is most games. I think controllers versus touchscreens and all that. You, when it gets really intense, you really want to have like, you know, an actual like physical controller you know because if there's any sort of like miss mess up it's gonna destroy you but for novelty i guess it's cool that it's in there i mean i played i played a few levels you know i played like four or five levels on there and uh, and i did my brain age a bunch of times i think i think the best i got was 67 so you know doing great (laughs) my first brain age was 80 so you know it's uh i'm obviously completely out of practice with these games and 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 then there's some weird games on there like the, it also uses the IR camera on the on the on the right Joy-Con. Oh yeah, how's that? And it's it like, like rock paper scissors or something, right? Yeah, it's there. Well, there's a couple. There's actually a few different games you can do with it. 
The there's a rock paper scissors one where it basically wants you to like it. it so it'll show like paper and it'll say like lose or win to this. And you have to figure out what it is and do that. And it's going to read your hand. Mm-hmm. And it shows your hand on the screen. Like it shows a, you know, like a an infrared camera view on the screen while you're doing it. And it's weird. <laughs> but, uh, and there's another one where you do like numbers, where you do like one, two, three, four, five with your finger, like doing, uh, math, you know, and, and, uh, stuff like that. So I tried those. And yeah, you just have to, I don't know. It's, it's, it just measures how quickly you do it. So, I mean, it works. It has a weird, you know, it's like, oh, low lighting, you know, and I play, I, you know, I always play games in our whole apartments in low lighting. There's not really much that's bright here. So it's like, oh, am I going to be able to do it? But I, I got it to work. So but yeah, it worked fine. I didn't really feel like it was miss, like it wasn't like I had it, like maybe I had a rock and I thought it was paper. There's nothing like that. So it could, they could tell, even though some of the, the, some of the scissors ones, I thought maybe it wouldn't know what it was, but yeah, no, it works fine for the most part for what it is it's just it's just kind of strange it's like maybe it's different for other people but i'm like maybe the appeal of brain age has kind of gone away over the years <laughs> and it's and it's not really well it's, that i think it was a system seller for the 3d or not 3ds for the ds, DS. oh for sure yeah it was like the wii sports of uh of ds it and was a lot it of came so, around. so was a uh, nintendo i guess yeah nintendo dogs and, and brain age i think were big Mm-hmm. pushers for the ds where people are like oh okay i get it you know it can do this and then they did all those well i guess they started on the game boy but the, all those mm-hmm. um those like really really like super reduxed like puzzle games what were those called oh i love those games they were you called, know what i'm talking like, about though right yeah no i, I know what they're called because orbient the game orbient they were actually mm-hmm. re-released on the wii on the WiiWare oh, arcade right. thing and i fucking love those games like orbient that game was art so style. cool yeah art the style, art style yeah. games yeah I, yeah, no, I I absolutely adored all those games, and I played all of them just because I loved Orbient so much, and I hoped that they would all be as good as Orbient. But Orbient was just like it's kind of kind of like Donut County, I guess, like in its simplicity. You're basically like a little moon that can eat other moons, like when you get larger. Yeah, yeah I remember that game. And you like, and you basically like, you can go into the orbit of other, or no, I think you like also you can get planets to orbit you and all that. I just had so much fun playing, and it. it's just like a two button game. It's just like either like move into the gravity of a planet or like move away from the gravity of the planet is kind of how it works. And that game was awesome. And I love the soundtrack on it too. It was one of those where it like changes the more you do and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, brain age was something I just wanted to get to uh, play around with it. Now what was the cost on it again. Uh, it was 30, it was 29.99, which is, I, I mean, that's half the price of a regular switch game. I think I could, I could recommend it more if it was twenty. I think twenty is a better and price. Ring Fit every day, You're keeping your whole body in mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get to Ring Fit too. This, I got. I got things to say about that game also. But, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's yeah. I, I was doing both last night, like doing the doing the mind and the body. Now, granted, I haven't unlocked everything on on Brain Age because it works very much like I think the other one did, where you have to play it like a little bit every day before you actually unlock everything. So you have to get like a certain amount of stamps for everything. Then you still get the daily stamp where you can like design your own stamp and you click on the on the calendar and it does that and all that. And so there were still a good amount of games that I could not access because it said that I hadn't played enough days or whatever to get there. So they don't give you they don't give you everything right out front. So so I know I know like on the cover here there shows like some piano, like some keyboard type stuff. I didn't see any of that. Can you I, play the game without the Joy-Con attached? Like can you just hold the tablet? You can, yeah. Yeah, you can play it without joy- without any Joy-Cons. You can just hold it like a phone. Interesting. That's what I'm saying, why it feels like a phone game, because you just play all of it on the touchscreen with your finger. Aside from the, uh, the, aside from the IR games, 
which mm-hmm. I think you can probably say you don't want to use those if you don't if you if you want don't want to. I know the old one you could like turn off the the mic games like the ones that involve talking and all that. So, but yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing, and yeah, it's the whole thing with the numbers is just like I was like ah, it 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 can't recognize my nines and my fours because I make them wrong. I guess it's so weird. You have to do it like a specific way for it to recognize it. Like you have to start in the middle and like come out. Or you have to do like the four. You got to start in the middle and like go. It's like same thing. You can't do like, like I would just go up and do that. Like that. Do you feel like being left-handed has anything to do with like how the game's programmed? Like maybe against you in some regards. Maybe I don't know. I mean, you tell them. You tell them what hand mm-hmm. you are in the beginning, but it doesn't really. I don't see how it really matters because in the, uh, in in the DS one, you know, you flipped it. Like it was to, how you mm-hmm. held it was depending on what hand you were, but this one is just a, you know this is just a tablet. You don't really need. There is no like That's thing true. to it. So, but I mean, it's yeah. I guess <laughs> for nostalgia's sake, it's nice to do Brain Age again. It was for me. It was just completely pure curiosity and just to use some of my points. So, so I went went back onto the Japanese shop and I got a. I ended up only paying like twenty five for it because I had those gold points, so it's not that bad. But you know, I was just like, "Well, shit, I can get it." And I don't know when it's coming out in America, and we'll have some extra stuff to talk about. That was before, like, you know, I thought about the Pokemon Direct and the Smash Brothers thing and all that stuff. But not, not that anybody needs to know. But I'm I'm really bad at short term memory games, is what I've learned <laughs> from from this from this game. You know, the ones where they show you like like they show you like thirty numbers, and you have to like memorize as many as you can in like five minutes. And then they ask you to oh, like right. write them out from where they are on the screen. I am fucking terrible mm-hmm. at that game. I got every time I got eight right out of like thirty or whatever. So however many. They I ask. think that was the hardest game. Yeah, I don't know how to. do yeah. I'm not very good at. It. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's ways to do it. Like I tried like counting from one and trying to remember where everything is. But most of the time, I can only like I can only memorize like two lines, maybe you know, if I'm lucky, and that's about it. I don't know how somebody would excel at that, but. It's definitely when it shows like the little chart of me. That's always what I do the worst in is is that thing, you know. So, yeah. So it's really really fucking dumb. But the uh, the multiplayer games are kind of cool. They, they they basically feel like Mario Party games, you know. There's like there's one where you like hold a flag, like where you holding the holding the Joy-Con and you like point in the direction of the flag or whatever, and it's like a memory thing that keeps getting like longer and longer. The string does and. You know, and there's another one that's like a counting game where you use like the top of the. Actually, there's a couple different counting games where you where you use like the L and R, the ZR and ZL on the top of the controllers to like plus or minus and try to figure out how many birds are in this picture. Or like there'll be block ones where you'll say like how many blocks, and like some of the blocks will go past you really quick, and you gotta try to figure out what they are. They're like really small multiplayer stuff, but yeah, you could play that on the TV. And that but that's the only thing you can do on the TV. So there's that. What, from what I was talking about with the uh, Orbient game and like the sound changing as you go through the eShop sale, I got the uh, Ape out. I got that Ape game finally. Oh, nice! I've played. You know, I played the demo relatively recently. Oh, okay. So I you, so you have. I, I've thought about purchasing the game because the demo was pretty fun. Yeah, no, it's cool. And this one was also on sale. I think it's on sale for six or seven. So that was. I don't know what that game is. Uh, ape out. It's basically a top-down game where you're an ape. You're basically an escaped ape, obviously, and uh, you you have to go. You basically go through a maze, and you're trying to get from a, point A to point B without dying. And uh, but it has like a really cool soundtrack. The art style is kind of out there. 
it's we've talked about this guy before, but the art is done by Bennett Foddy, <laughs> the guy that we mentioned a few times. So now I so now I'm part of the Bennett Foddy circle. I finally played something that he did. You're getting over it, yeah, yeah, getting he, over um, it and Clop and all that stuff. Or rather, this game when it before it came out, we were making a lot of references to Urban Yeti, sure, because it kind of looks like that. It's yeah, got that old right. school top down polyg- mm-hmm. polygonal, yeah, uh, like GTA early GTA stuff. And uh, it also reminds me, of course, of like Hotline Miami because it's all yeah, like, it does one hit kills. And, yeah, like, there's like blood spraying everywhere. Yeah, actually, I think I think you can actually get hit like three times before you die. Mm. You do get hit a couple times before you go down. But yeah, but you're no, going through like you know it's top down, but like the the you know the environment. There's like pillars and stuff. There like the foreshort. You know, what I mean, like mm. the foreground is like really yeah. exaggerated with how you're viewing. This yeah. internal space. Yeah, it's like it's like you it's like a top down 2D but the walls are 3D because you can kind of mm-hmm. see yeah like you're saying like the perspective is weird. And there's yeah and you basically kind of you learn, you know, you go through various levels and you learn new things as you go. I think they're randomly generated, aren't they? No, I I don't think they are. I didn't think they were cuz I I don't know, maybe if they were I didn't notice because a couple times I would kind of die in the same area and they kind of look the same but but may- maybe they are, and, and they just look similar enough that I thought it was the same thing. But it, it reminds me a lot of – I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember? This was a really, really early Switch release, the one where the guy could, like, teleport through walls. Do you remember that game? Uh, oh. I, 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 digital I, only game? or Yeah, it was digital only. I, I, I bought it. I know it. what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. I bought the game. Maybe, maybe I can find it on my system. It was one of the first – it was a very, very early game that you – I remember you getting. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of that game because this is still – that game is like pretty much – it's the same way where it's like get from point A to point B and we'll give you we'll, we'll give you new abilities as you go, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is basically how this one it works. It does. So at the end of each level, it like zooms out and shows like the path you took, which is pretty cool too. Yeah. And it also does – it does that when you die also. It, uh-huh. it shows you how far you got. And it'll say – and it says dead in the background in big letters. Uh-huh. But one one of the main things that I guess like made me want to check it out was uh, I was reading somebody wrote an article about like how upset they were it was on Kotaku about like how upset they were that they didn't put Dragon Quest Builders two in their list which I'm like yeah I saw that article yeah yeah I put that in my I, I saw it because you tagged me on it John. because it would have been in there if they hadn't just finished it earlier this year yeah but it but but hearing what they said about ape out and all that and the soundtrack and all that i was like oh well i love soundtracks maybe it's worth uh checking out because of the soundtrack and that's what kind of led me to it but but no the soundtrack is really cool it's like a it's almost like a jazzy like big band type thing but like whenever you like kill somebody it's like boom you know like and the like the drums like hit the you know they like hit the cymbals and all that and it's very like it's it's, it's cool. very i know what you're t- saying and like yeah it's hard to describe the elements of the music come through. Yeah. Depending on what the action is, but it still sounds like a live performance. Oh yeah, it totally does. And it also like, I think it's supposed to like kind of keep you on edge, you know, because you're running through this area with all these people that want to kill you or want to like take you out or whatever. So it kind of like, for me, it kind of like makes me like a little jittery. Like it's like the, it's the opposite of like goose game, you know, where it's like, Okay, I'm like, oh, I know I'm... Or Donut I, County. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know I got to get from one place to another. But I think it does it really effectively, like what they're what they're trying to make you feel there. So, Mr. Shifty is the game I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Mr. Shifty, because Mr. Shifty kind of does the same thing, except that has like a story behind it. But no, like for like the art style and like the music and all of it, I think it's great. Like, I think it's very cool. Like, it's a very... 
And it's Devolver Digital, of course, everyone's favorite uh, indie developer. Mm-hmm. You know, did so many classics as uh, Katana Zero and and uh, my friend Pedro. My friend Pedro. Mm-hmm. Like you know, many games that we that we've all enjoyed. I think the Messenger even. And too, they right? did. Uh, they Messenger did uh, Gato Roboto. And Gato Roboto. So and they're having a sale, of course. Like most of their stuff is fifty percent off. So that's why I went for that one. But yeah, no, I, I recommend it if you want a interesting game about an ape trying to escape. Whatever <laughs> jail cell, but not ape escape. But not ape escape. No, it's it's different. That's why it's called ape out. That ape is out. Go get him. Also, I got I bought Stranger Things the game just because uh, Jess was interested in playing it, and it was on sale for four ninety nine. So I was like, hey, why not? Let's try it. And it's two players, two player co op game. So I figured it'd be something we could play whenever we're done with that other game that we play a lot of. But uh, yeah, I got that. I, I finally went broke down. I got the Contra Collection. It was nine ninety nine. I oh, that's the right price. I actually haven't touched it, but I wanted to get it just because Contra's fun. And I've been playing I've been trying to play the card the Genesis, the Contra Hardcore one at work, and I'm just not very good at it. So I'm like, I need to do some practicing at home. So yeah, I did that. Um also this this comes from the uh, Pokemon Direct, but they released a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon demo, which uh is like a roguelite type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really played any of those games or got into any of them, but See, I thought maybe people you did. These I did not. I did not. I did not play any of them. But I played the demo. I, I really like the art style a lot. But aside from that, I don't really know if I like the game or not. I don't think. I don't. Did think, you play all the way through the demo? I did not. No. How, did you? I played all the way through it and was just like, "All right, when's it going to get to like where I get it? Like why people are so into it? Because it's very simplistic. Oh, it's super but, simplistic. But I'm like, well, I'm like. Well, maybe, you know, each level they'll just add an extra level of complexity until eventually I see, oh, this is why people love this game so much. Yeah. But the point that the demo cuts out, it doesn't really feel like you've really learned much from, or you, much has been added from the, the very first mission. So how much how much do you get to do before they before they cut you off on the demo? It's like four or five missions. Oh, okay, because I, I, I think I did three. Well, you go, eventually you go to where you go to the board near the post office and yeah. you get all the missions off of there. Yeah. And those, once you finish all those, I think that's when it's over or there may be one more after that. But. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I played it. I played it for like, I mean, I played it for like an hour last night, you know, just try to, I want to get an idea of it, you know, to talk about it here. And it's I, certainly like, you know, it's a super simplistic, uh, action RPG. So I can get like, if you're just like, kind of want to like zone out, I could see how it could be appealing, but yeah, maybe it doesn't really. I don't know. There, it didn't seem like it was very deep to me. Yeah, maybe later when it gets harder, because I know, like, mm-hmm. if you die, you lose everything. You lose all your progress, right? From whatever so message you're on, goes up. Maybe it's more fun. Yeah, so I mean, so that's a big thing, I guess. It, as any like roguelike, you know, you go, you go into this dungeon, and I think that's randomly generated or procedurally generated, or whatever. So, like, yeah, when you're in there, it'll be different every time. But yeah, I don't really. It's weird. I mean, I, it's weird. It almost reminded me, like, because I'd never played it before. And in one sense, like the way the enemies move in dungeons, it reminded me a little bit of like uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Oh, okay. like how like things move with a certain rhythm and all that. But likewise, it's also a little bit like that game I've never even played before, but uh, Super Hot, where like oh, the enemies yeah. Move oh yeah, yeah. You move. <laughs> so you part of the strategy is like how to navigate in that. Four by, or you know, it's like a north, south, east, west. Oh, I guess it lets you go diagonal too. It does. Yeah, you're like in a grid, and the enemies move one space for every space you move. So you got to kind of plot your 
motion as they're pursuing you to get to where you can attack them first. And they, when you when you start the demo, they actually ask you a bunch of questions about your personality too, which that they was do. Kinda... And like, I think that's how they decide what Pokemon you get. Maybe that's what, part of what it, Pokemon but, did you get? But if you say no, well, it gave me Charizard, but I didn't want to be Charizard, so I said no, and then it lets you pick whichever one you want. Oh, really? It, it gave me Pikachu, and I thought just everybody got Pikachu. <laughs> that's yeah. what I. I just like Charizard's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted Cubone, and then Psyduck's my companion. Oh, that, that's a pretty good team. I'm uh, actually, and I named uh, Psyduck after uh, I don't know why. I think I was kind of drunk when I was playing it, but I was like, I named it Pam after Pam Greer. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> <laughs> Pam Greer is awesome. Okay, uh, Pam Greer is, reminds you of Psyduck, or vice well, versa? I just like I was thinking of her as like my sidekick, like in an action movie. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I just went with it. I was like, okay, sure, I'm Pikachu, and and then they're like, who do you want as a sidekick? And I'm like, oh, fine, I'll pick Charmander. So I had a pretty <laughs> I had a pretty lame team. I re- I really thought about using Psyduck, but I didn't like that they were using his like water powers and not his psychic powers. If there was, you know, that's what it shows, like, I guess, and I didn't realize what the game was. Like, later, I'm sure you have psychic powers, right, with your Psyduck? I'm sure you do. Well, you do, like, uh, level them up and get different. Uh, yeah, it's the same as you get, you get the four, yeah, where you can mm-hmm. switch them out. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really, some people really like it. Like, I will say, though, and I said it before, like, I love the art style so much, and I wish that it was, I wish that it was a more traditional RPG that had like a cool story because I would totally play a game that looked like that because I love the way it looks. I think it looks fucking awesome, and that was kind of everything is like simplistic, and it's kind of fun in a way because it's like yeah, like every Pokemon you meet, their name is what kind of Pokemon they are. You know, it's not like they've got a special name. Like when you meet the uh, Kangaskhan or whatever Mm -hmm. that runs the uh, item storage, that's their name, and so it's just kind of funny how everything's so simplified, and then. It's like you go here for your your mission, your random mission that you choose, and you just literally just walk south of your house. So really, like navigating the world map doesn't seem like it's that important. Pretty no. quickly, they just like yeah, I don't give you shortcuts. And, it, and that's basically how I named all my characters. They were all named after what they were. So yeah. I, I'm like, here's Pikachu. He's Pikachu, and here's Charmander. He's Charmander. So well, that's what I did in Shield, but yeah. that's just because I didn't know for sure. I would remember who they were later. Did you? Uh... I'm, I'm sure you'll say it. Did, you ended up, you went through and found like Psyduck and, or no, Slowbro in the, oh, yeah. the Gallop Slowbro. Oh, yeah. right away okay. when I could. Yeah. I already started breeding them and sending them out in the world named Nintendo Main. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Littering the world with uh, with all of your Nintendo Main uh-huh. characters, which are still available if anybody, if anybody wants. Yeah, them. now I've got uh, Slowbros. Slowbros. So, yeah, I played, I played that game. Um, you know, it was, it's fine, whatever. As far as games that I bought, that is what I got from the uh, sale. But I did buy, I bought this physical thing, which I think is pretty cool. I bought one of these multi-Joy-Con chargers right Whoa. here. I'm showing, I'm showing it on the on the video, which you can see on twitch.tv slash Podcast. But it's, it's cool because it has like these little bars in the middle that light up in different colors. They basically, they're red if you're charging. So I have two Joy-Cons charging on the side here. And uh, they're green if they're charged or they don't have anything on there. But what really intrigued me about this is, number one, you can charge four Joy-Cons at once. Also, it's a USB-C plug, so you can use any of your Pro Controller chargers that you have to use it. So you can basically use it, dock, you know, take it dock to dock if you have multiple docks like I do. 
and you have multiple plugs. So all you need is a regular pro controller thing on it. And what's cool on this is it actually has a USB charger here, so you can charge any of your pro controllers. I tr- I tried it with the 8-bit dough pro controller. It fits perfectly, works fine. And you can also charge your switch with it. So you can put the switch right here on the USB-C and it charges. It charges. Do you your feel switch. like that might stress out that port eventually? It might. But <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't do it. I haven't really done it, but no, it, you have to push it down till it clicks. But yeah, there it is. Now now it's charging. But yeah, no, it's, it's cool. You can charge. You can you can put a switch on there to charge. You can put your pro cut your uh, pro controllers on there to charge. So it works I think really you need well. Some NES controllers. Those would look really cool on there. Yeah, would. Oh yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, yeah right. Because they have that slide on them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really easy. Really easy to use, and you can yeah. And and it, we've gotten to the point where we have. I mean, Jess and I together we have eight Joy Cons. So it's like, and she was having trouble the other day where she played like. Dragon Quest for so long that like she wore out her Joy Cons, and I'm like, "We'll use mine." And I was like, "Well, what if I got?" It's like, "What if I got a charger?" And we just have, we'll just have Joy Cons all ready to go on there. So that's why I got it, kind of mostly for like a uh, more of an organization thing for me. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's uh, it's cool with those like fiber optic lights that show up on the top there. And and there's a little light on the bottom here too by the by the USB that this like when you click your your Pro controller or your or your um switch on there, this this will change from green to red also so you know whether it's charging or not mm-hmm. so that's really cool so yeah i charged my old pro controller on there that i haven't used for a long time because i thought it broke even though what I brand think is it, that uh it's here let me look it's got a weird brand let me let me just check on did you just buy it on amazon i bought it on amazon yeah it's only like it's only like 13 bucks so it's not oh that's a good deal it's like not expensive at all let's see it's a cool way to your Joy-Cons while charging. It is. I got it for fourteen ninety nine through Amazon Prime, so it was fifteen bucks. And it is uh, Fu Young F Young <laughs> is is the is the name of it. F F Young F Young Pro Controller Charging Dock Stand Station for Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite for you know Type oh, okay. Type so C it, charging. It recommends using it as a stand station. Yeah, that's why because I was looking at the ones because you can buy the ones that charge four. Yeah, you know, they charge four at a time. But I wanted I wanted one that had the switch one, and you and it looks like you can also get models that do all of them, that mm-hmm. do like four at a time, and a switch dock. So it depends on how crazy you want to go with it. But I just went I just went with the four, but and they're all kind of the same price. But you know, it seems to be working great so far. I mean, it, we I've only had it for a couple of days, but yeah, it was mostly just for Joy-Con organization. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool, and it's nice to have like a little thing that I can just pop the Pro Controller on. Make sure it stays charged and all that. So, and I've charged all of my stuff on it so far, and it's been working great. So yeah, I got that. Got that as a physical thing, and a couple other things that I've been playing. I played. I played Ring Fit Adventure last night, and it was probably the hardest. The hardest level I've ever played was <laughs> I played last night to the point that I almost quit. Like I, I almost quit because I was. I thought I was going to pass out. So I mean, it wow. was. So th- this is like. I'm on. I'm at the level. I think it's level five or six, where you where you go go and meet all the different gods of the muscles and all that. There's like an arm god and like a wow. and like a leg god and all this other and all these other people. And you you meet them and you go through and you do all their challenges, and they all disappeared. Drago ended up killing them or or uh, or kidnapping them or something. They all, they all disappeared. But yeah, I got I got to the Drago level and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just play Drago. So. Drago, like, on the way there, there's these, so there's, like, these trampoline, like, type things that you have to squat on to get them to, to get them to move. 
And then there were these super ones on there that you have to squat and hold for like 30 seconds on it. Maybe not 30, but it felt like 30 for like 10 seconds before it moves. And there was like fucking 30 of these in this level. Like, really, I could not believe it. I could not believe how many fucking squats you had to do to get through the level. And I thought I was going to die. Like, I really, I'd like, because it kept going and going and going and going. And I thought it was never going to end. And this is on the way to the boss. Like, you just go from this one jump to another thing to another. And there's some that are kind of like springs where you have to squat a few times for it to go. It was just like the most squats that I've ever done in my entire life, I think, at once. And it was just like, it was, it was really hard. <laughs> and I was hurting so badly afterwards. Have you been keeping up with Ring Fit on the regular, or what do you think? Uh, not as much as I'd like to. I've been doing it like once a week, I guess. I'd like to do it like two or three times a week, but I'm trying to work up to that. So that's kind of how I'm. It's it's one of those things that I just want. I always want to play it, but I always kind of don't because it because it is it's hard to hard. do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I was planning on bringing it with me to the M to MGC, especially if all of us will be there, so we can, you know, have some drinks and. Trying to play it and not pass out or whatever. Maybe not do it on too many drinks, but you guys should at least try it. Say, no, I don't want to be throwing up while I'm clutching a ring to my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you should at least try it out. <laughs> I figured I'd bring it and you guys could try it out. Hell yeah. I I'll mean, it's only it. just a ring and a strap is all is all it takes. So it's not I might really own that, it by then. I mean, it's I not really that hard to do. But yeah, no, I figured if you guys hadn't had it, we'll play around with that. You know, we could try it out in, in the hotel. Yeah, I want to try it. Be like, hey, man, here, do some squats. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, no, I played that again. I beat that level finally, so I'm good on that. Uh, yeah, I'm tr- I'm gonna try to do it more frequent. But yeah, it's a crazy game. And I saw I saw somebody posted something online that like when you get to level forty, like this big like crazy ass like character development tree, like that kind of looks like Dragon Quest Eleven. You like mm-hmm. unlock that, and it gets even like more complicated. And I'm like, what? Okay, I'm like I gotta at least get to level forty to see that. And I'm at level thirty eight, so so I'm close. But yeah, no, it's still it's still a game that I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. So it's you know, it's the pain and the gain, man. It's both. It's good and awful at the same time. No pains, no gains. Yeah. And I think uh I think that's what I got, except for the big game that I'm still playing, of course. Uh Jess and I we've still been playing Dragon Quest. I made it to the fifty hour mark of Dragon yeah, Quest. You're you're deep into this game. She's man. actually she's ahead of me. She's a few hours ahead of me. Actually maybe more. But we've been, you know, it's it's really cool. Like, I've never really played a game, like, this close w- with somebody, you know? And it's it's really fun. Because mm-hmm. we... And it's it's almost like... It reminds me a lot of, like, playing, like, Red and Blue or, like, playing a Pokemon game with somebody, you know? Because we're playing two different versions of the same game. Mm-hmm. So we basically, like... We've been... we You know, we, like, she'll get up early and play it and I'll stay up late and play it, whatever. But we, like, compare notes, like, depending on what we had to do. Because she's playing the 2D mode and I'm playing the 3D mode. And there's, like, subtle differences between the two of them. So we talk about, like, what we did and, like, all our different stuff. And it's been really fun. And we would try to make it, like, you know, non-spoilery to where, like, if one of us is ahead of the other one, we won't play it on the TV and all that stuff. So it's been really cool. And we're both past we're both past 50 hours. And I don't want to say any spoilers for anybody who's going to play it. Because I know, actually, one of our big... We'll do a spoiler cast eventually. Yeah, no, actually, I want to. I'd I'd like... I was going to say... I want to say it here that I would like to do... Uh, I'd like to do a Patreon spoiler cast with Jeremy, I, and Jess. Would do a Patreon spoiler cast once we get through. And I think at this rate, we might be done in a couple weeks. I know Jess said that she wouldn't. She vowed that she would not buy Animal Crossing until she finished Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh so. wow! Oh, bold words. So that was a pretty bold statement. That's so. April, right? 
It, uh, March. March. Oh, March. March okay. 20th. Well, I think she'll be done by that. I was going to say, I think, I think you'll make it through. You told me where you were, and I remember kind of like... Well, I, I'm I'm past the big event. I don't like want to a s- ball rolling downhill, not like in a yeah. bad way, like it's going downhill, yeah. but like you're just compelled to like play, 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 play. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you once you get to the big event that happens, and I'm not going to say what it is, you know, in case anybody hasn't got there yet. But but there is there is an event that happens about halfway through where it's like, oh shit, and then all of a sudden you're kind of more into it after that. Uh-huh. Is, is how I felt. But yeah, no, it's kind of yeah, to the point where I'm like so invested in the story and the characters, and and I think it. I don't know. I think it looks really good on my TV. I've been playing it on the new TV, and I think it looks really, really nice. And cool. and I like, yeah, I like the characters. I like the moves. Uh, I like Dragon Quest a lot, but this one in particular, I think, is very good. And yeah, I know I said it was my game of the year, but the more I play it, the more I like it. It's like kind of become like one of my favorite games like ever. So yeah, cool. is it moving That's... up on your list of Dragon Quest games? Oh sure, yeah. Uh, one thing, one weird thing that I just noticed from playing, from switching between eight and eleven, though, and you probably noticed this, Jeremy, from playing eight. Uh-huh. One thing I don't like about the new one is in in all of all of the other Dragon Quests, you basically go down the line and you pick all of your characters' moves at once, and then they all attack at different times depending on how their speed is. Uh-huh. This game doesn't do that. You just you pick an attack, and then that guy attacks. So in uh-huh. in the old Dragon Quest, and actually you can do this in the two D one too because I kept it more traditional to the to the series. But in the in the old one, as long as you don't pick your final move by the fourth person, you can actually go back and change your moves in case you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have healed with that guy. I should have done a different thing, or maybe I, or oh. you'll be like, oh, I hit the wrong button. You can hit. B. I didn't even realize that. Yep. You can hit B and you can go back. Yeah, you can hit B and you can go back to what to that character, and and I kind of miss that. That's and more I, like a Chrono Trigger. Or- ff6 style yeah uh what they call active time system or whatever yeah well you well, you go through all yeah you go through all your guys and they attack on their depending on what their speed is but i, I kind of miss that because the, the dragon quest 11 one in the 3d mode they just attack whenever you choose That's what true. to do so you don't really get a chance to like go back and change in case you hit the wrong thing by accident You'll just end up doing the wrong thing, but Jen, it also but, defaults to everyone being automatic, and you have to go in and change it to. Yeah, that's annoying too. That you have to change everybody. I didn't even to, realize that for the first little bit of the demo I played initially. Yeah, I thought maybe it was still like the part of the story where you had you didn't control it yet. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is which they does that too before they're actually in your party, mm-hmm. but then it still automatically makes them like auto which is kind of annoying too but whatever aside i mean you have to, there's kind of like little bits of stuff that you just have to kind of figure it out in that way but aside from that yeah the game is really cool and i and like everything not, about it you're not really gonna get lost to dragon quest 11 and i've noticed that i've already had it happen a couple times in eight where i'm like uh what do i do now oh yeah because even, even if i talk to like people they still don't really give me explicit like what i should do next they just yeah. kind of imply it and like well I mean, if I could talk, I'll talk about it for a second. But like, I got stuck in the game recently, and it was because I needed to show this letter to these characters. But I had totally walked up and talked to them once. I guess I needed to talk to them a second time. Oh yeah, that's another the letter. Yeah, and so I got stuck for like, mm-hmm. eh, not for a really long time, but at least like fifteen or twenty minutes, where I was just wandering around, like, what do I do? Like, I can't figure this out. And then like, I finally got online. And they're like, show it to these characters. I'm like, they're the first people I talked to. Yeah, after I got the letter. And then I went back and talked to them again, and of course it worked that time. Yeah, I mean that's how a lot of the older Dragon Quests were, where you have to talk to characters multiple times. Which I kind of realized that from playing them. But yeah, no, a lot of times they'll tell you different things, 
depending on which time you talk to them. So you got to talk to them like two or three times. It's weird how there's a day night cycle, but like, let's give that as an example. I couldn't talk to like these certain characters because they were having dinner, but it doesn't matter whether it's day or night and how many days pass they're locked behind this door having dinner. Yeah, that happens too. But yeah, I'm not trying to complain. I'm just like, yeah, there, there may be some things that have been lost in Dragon Quest Eleven, but it just never, I don't know. It always made sense logically what to do next. Plus, it'll just explicitly will tell you if you look in certain sure. spots. Even though uh, Jess was telling me earlier that she would, uh, she would, she would pay top dollar for a for a map that had town names on it, and we can't find one online anywhere. Like, oh, really? Just, just a world map that shows where all the towns are. Like it's, and I've looked, and we've both looked pretty hard for it, and I found one that was in Japanese, on on like the on major Dragon Quest website that I go to, but. Yeah, just one that just had all the towns laid out on it. See, I don't remember that ever being a problem. You can find maybe. maps. It's a little bit. It's, it's a little bit more difficult to get a, to get around on the two D version than the three D version. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah, but even though it does like give you an exclamation point as to where to go, it doesn't say where stuff is. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. So it is. It's just like embraces that old school. Yeah, yeah I think the I think the two D is harder. I, I mean, it's definitely oh, harder because sure you can't run past enemies because they automatically attack you. Uh-huh. So it's it's really cool to see like both versions of it, or to talk about both versions as we're going through it. You know, even though I do think I I, I think I said at one point on this show that I thought maybe it'd be quicker on the two D version just because you don't have to cover as much terrain because of like camera angles and stuff. But I, from what it seems like, it's about the same amount of time because we've kind of been going on the same on the same clip here. Even though there there was one there was one point where I like fell behind because I went and played a bunch of games at the casino and did like side quests and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but as far as like the main story goes, we go about it at the same rate. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. It's a, it's a really cool game and yeah, I think it's great. And yes, that that's a, at some point in the future, we will have a Patreon episode where we do a spoiler cast about it. So, you know, look forward to that. But uh, yeah, I think that's all that I have to talk about. I know I took up most of the time, but you know, that's cool. Uh, We've already kind of talked about some of the stuff I got. So Donut County, I already kind of mentioned it. I played all the way through that. One thing I don't think we've talked about yet, but kind of in uh, referring to Ape Out as well. I thought Donut County had pretty good music. Like like each of the characters' levels has like a different theme, and some of them are pretty cool. For sure. So some cool chippy and like widely varied soundtracks. So that's cool. Um, I also played the Pokemon Mystery. We talked about that. Not. I think I said on Twitter that I was probably going to get it. That's before I played it. Don't know if I feel that way anymore. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I mean, just looking at it, it looks great because of the art style. But as far as depth, yeah, I don't know where the depth is on it. We if also don't is. know what the price is. Well, we actually, maybe we do. Is that is it up for sale yet? I think it's it is. probably a full price game. Yeah, full price. I don't see how you could. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you would go full price for it. But isn't it a remake of a Game Boy Advance game? It's and not, a DS. It, I mean, it's not. It's not yeah. a. I don't think it's a remake. I thought it was just like the new version or whatever. It's the DS and the Game Boy Advance games like combined into one. I figured it was just like a new mystery. It's a, re- mystery it's a remaster of those two. Oh, okay, it's, that's what I gathered from the presentation and the online response to it. So anyway, yes, whatever. It's still a free demo. I think everyone should play it if you have any interest at all in these these like yeah roguelite dungeon crawlers with Pokemon. I mean, you literally are a Pokemon, so that might be really appealing to some people because that's kind of cool. You don't know why you're a Pokemon, but you just are. But but you were a human once, right? Is, is right. what I gathered from it. 
but you're like get kind of like your brain scrambled when you try to think about what was happening like it literally will like at night you'll have dreams and it'll be like and then what was that voice and it's just like that's it it doesn't even say what the voice was saying you're just like having a vague memory of a voice so i don't know maybe over time a story develops through those cutscenes. yeah it is uh it's it's 60 dollars. it's 59.99 which i'm like nope i kind of saw it more as a 30 dollar game i mean i you know the price is price but i felt like it was would sell for 29.99 like the same price as the expansion pass but I don't know. I'm definitely not going to get it for 60. I'll tell you that for sure. No way. But um, otherwise, I did buy a few things for the sale other than uh, Donut County. I purchased Unraveled 2. Oh, nice. And I played that with Shauna a little bit last night. Isn't it great? It's definitely. It's fun, but it's definitely got some... There's a bit of a learning curve to it as you go because it just keeps kind of like adding new abilities as you go. So Oh, sure. We'll, we'll keep playing it. But there was a certain point last night where I think we were getting a little... Over it, we'd already played a bunch of Tetris at that point, and we're kind of just like maybe get like getting a little burnt out of video games. But um, never it, it, like we, but like <laughs> we were like just like let's just finish this level because I thought we were kind of close to the end of it, and then an unexpected error occurred and the game crashed. Mm, I don't well, know what happened, but oh no, that's the second time that's happened when we've been playing a game. The first time was with um, uh, the Stretchers, so I haven't finished Stretchers yet either, but. Both of those games, when we were playing them, gave us that same error message and closed down. So not a good track record for these multiplayer games, unfortunately. But uh, Tetris will always be there. We play a lot of that. So yes, I played some Tetris 99 this week. I've actually started kind of paying attention to the daily goals and trying to get some of those tickets to unlock some extra themes. So yeah. I'm, I'm back on Tetris 99, especially after talking about it more on the podcast and playing it uh, slightly more competitively recently. And trying to figure out my average place, which is in the which seems to always be in the top fifty statistically. So that's good. Oh, what else did I buy? I bought uh, Resident Evil Four for the fifth time. Oh, oh yeah, because uh, Capcom's on, on sale. sale too. Is it ten bucks? Twenty. Twenty. But uh, and you know, I was just I just wanted it, so I bought it. The the Revelation games are ten dollars though. Just yes, they are. Just want to let you know. Um, I bought Resident Evil Four because I talked myself into it because it's portable. That was what. My my mentality was, and I bought this it late is. last night. Um, basically, I like was like I bought these other two games for so cheap that, and I haven't bought a new game in a while that I'm going to buy Resident Evil Four while it's on sale. So I did, and uh, haven't got very far in it, but I think it's kind of cool that it's um, portable, and I love that game. That's one of my favorite games. Is it weird to go back to the tank controls of uh, it is. Resident it's Evil very 4? strange, especially like compared to Resident Evil Two, the PS4 one that you've been playing. And it's a game that helped me notice a little something something that I'll mention here in a second. But um, let's see. Uh, Otherwise, I've been playing my... Before you move on, we should mention that this actually was the 15th anniversary of Resident Evil 4 this week. Oh, Oh. yeah. You did mention that, John. Maybe maybe that kind of put a bug into my ear and I didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. But since it was on sale. um, And I said for the fifth time. So I purchased this first, actually, on the PlayStation 2 because I didn't have a GameCube at the time. Because mine had broken, so I bought it for the PlayStation Two, and then eventually I bought an you know a used GameCube for like thirty bucks or whatever the one I still have, and then I bought it for that, and then I bought it for uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty because it was on sale one time, so I bought it for the Three Hundred and Sixty. Then I bought it for the Wii because uh, I wanted the motion controls, and then for the fifth time I bought it for the Switch. Wow! 
Yep. So this is a getting up there. It's getting up there with uh, the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's for me, it's like Super Mario Brothers and Street Fighter 2 are like the uh-huh. games that I've just bought way too many times. Maybe even Doom 2 kind of also now, <laughs> just because I have a bunch of different versions of that, even on 32X. Yeah. But I do wish that there was some sort of implementation for like the aiming, like if it used like tilt controls a little bit or something, you know, something a little bit to do with the new technology, considering they already have added pointer controls in on the Wii, yeah, on the Wii editions. Version. But as far as you I can tell, that's camera, not a like, thing. A gun with your hand. <laughs> that would be cool. But yeah, I mean, it's Resident Evil 4 as I remember it. So the controls are very tanky and slow. And, and I guess that just adds to the tension of the game, which was the intention of the controls. Yeah. But uh, that's that's everything I bought. And as far as what I've been playing, um, another demo I've been trying to play more of this week is Dragon Quest Builders 2. Hearing everyone, like Trey being one of the people, it's great. putting it in their games of the year last year. It's a great game. I'm like, well, now that there's this jumbo demo, which has been out for a couple of months now, but it's a, it's a more substantial demo than the one that was originally released. And I figure I'll just play all the way through it. So I'm kind of taking my time with it. I just finally got off the pirate ship. That's one thing I'd been holding me back because I had to start over at the beginning again. And I'd already played through the first demo. But I got yeah. through the the ship at the beginning and I'm back to the island. So I'm going to uh, try to play as far as this game will let me. And then, then I'll decide if I want to buy it. But um, I think that you would really I think you would love it, though. I mean, you like you like Minecraft. You like Dragon I Quest. Like, I don't I don't understand what there's what there is not to love in that game. Well, so far so good on the demo. Um, I just want to get past where I already was, and I think maybe I'll like get a little more uh, pep in my step to play the game once I'm past the 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 familiar stuff. But uh, I continue to play Luigi's Mansion Three. Nice. Um, I think I'm almost done with it. So uh, maybe by the time this podcast is live, I will have beaten it. But I don't know what. I'm at the top floor, and uh, I just got to where I think I'm about to fight one at least one of the final bosses. So. Oh, we shall see. King Boo. What do you feel? Is it, is it more uh, crawl space or or mansion? It's Not got a lot. I mean, I'm I'm approaching. It's saying like I've played nearly 20 hours, which it doesn't feel like that, but it's been spread out over the past several months. So uh-huh. maybe there are times where I kind of like just stood and like walked away from the game for a while, and it just kept running. I mean, I don't know if that's factored in, but um, I mean, needless to say, it's it's not a crawl space. I think I had finished. I would have finished the original game and gotten all the collectibles by now. And I barely even touched like trying to get all the collectibles and all the bonus ghosts and mostly just been focusing on the progression. There's been a couple of pretty annoying bosses. I think I had maybe read some reviews back in the day that mentioned some annoying stuff that happens in the game, but nothing that's been too frustrating. I've st- I had to quit playing a couple of times, but it was it wasn't out of straight up rage. It was just kind of like I don't need to get mad. I can play something else. It's yeah. Fine. So I've just been kind of tr- trying to keep that mentality and then I'll go back to it. And it's great because it throws you right back where you were. Mm. Like it saves in every room you go to. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. And even if you like, and I just recently realized that you can go back to the lab anytime, which it probably tells you at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game, but I had forgotten. Yeah. And uh, you can go back to the lab at any time. And then when you go, when you leave the lab again, you go exactly to the spot you were at. Yeah. Like you warp straight back there. So the game's very, very forgiving in that regard. Like, there's no reason you can't just work your way through it at your own pace, which is what I've been doing. And, uh, and I may have, I may beat it soon. We, we'll find out. I don't really know how far they're going to draw out the ending, but there's been some cool stuff. I, and um, every, every floor feels very different. And 
it gives you reasons to revisit floors and the floors have changed a little bit, which is cool too. It's like almost like there's extra levels in that regard. So I definitely love it and recommend I still recommend that game. Um, let's see what else. Uh, gave my uh, official Super Nintendo controller some love this week and played some Super Punch Out. Got to, I'm at the third tier. Haven't gotten too far into it, but uh, definitely using save states in the rewind feature. It's kind of fun to yeah. play Punch Out <laughs> with those things because I've beaten this game before. I know I can, but it's kind of fun to like progress through it a little faster that way. Yeah, you don't need to put yourself through the pain anymore. I lo- just, hell no. You did it already. I love the So re- my goal yeah. is to just unlock all the boxers and then I'm going to try to go back and see if I can't get some of those old record times that I got. I love those re- the rewind on there, especially for stuff like that mm-hmm. where you can just be like, oh, well, especially when you get to like Super Macho Man or like people that can like knock you down like in one hit, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I fucked up in that one hit. I can just rewind before that. Even though I noticed like sometimes... Sometimes they'll do a completely different thing when you rewind to before it. Like, it'll still kind of be random. Like, well, like speaking of, like, Miss Super Macho Man, like, yeah. say he does, like, say, like, he does, you know, he does the spin thing. You're creating with, all these alternate timelines. You are. <laughs> he, he does, like, the spin thing with his arm, and, you know, maybe you think he's only going to do it once. So you so you dodge you dodge the one, and then he hits you on the second one. So you rewind it, and then you go back, and you're like, okay, I'm going to dodge both. So then you dodge the first, and then you dodge again, but then he doesn't do it a second time. So yeah. weird. It, like, still, like, will do a different thing. It's crazy. Did, did, did that to me a few times. I didn't know. He knows you used the rewind. Yeah, well, it, it would change. what you're expecting. It was crazy. Like, I would rewind it, and then you do a different thing. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. How does this work? Yeah. It's it's fun though. So have you gotten all the way? Have you gotten through Rick and Nick Bruiser and all that? No, no, no. That's what I said. I, I've yeah. only gotten to the third tier, so I'm like on Aaron Ryan and oh, okay, all those guys. So yeah. um, I just wanted to give my Super Nintendo controller some love, and was like, eh, this feel actually feels really nice. Um, I do think I still prefer the other one, but it is nice to have all the functionality to to navigate and switch between games and, mm. and stuff like in that one controller. Whereas my my modded one does not have. Yeah, Did you- I guess the last thing I had to talk about is not good news. It's the Joy-Con drift. I got it. I oh have no! It. Yep, it's on my actual Joy-Con. It's my left Joy-Con. Um, it's mm. bound to happen to everyone. I noticed <laughs> this on. Uh, it was two days ago. I noticed it when I was playing Luigi's Mansion. I went into. Um, I was looking through the ghosts, just like the museum mode or whatever that you can do, where you just look at all the different ghosts. And like every time I would like scroll down to like the next level of ghosts, it would like keep scrolling. And I'd be like, no, I just want to go one. And it would, it would not always do that. But over time, I started to see like Luigi kind of or Gooigi walking a little bit more than I wanted to or something. And then, yeah, that just kept going until eventually I noticed it when I was even in the UI of the Switch just going through like my profile, looking at all my games or like going through when I was like deleting some games the other day to make some space. It was doing exactly like what I said, where I would like just click it one, one down to like go to the next level, but it would like keep scrolling. So, um, I think it happened. I think that my left joy con got joy con drift finally. And, uh, I wanted to cite a Twitter exchange I had from December 12th, 2019. I've got it pulled up here. Um, when yeah, I wonder where that day I, was. Yeah, yeah, it's when I was talking with uh, 
with actually our a friend of the show, Janet Garcia. She had said something about, and I can't remember. I didn't see the exact. Uh, oh, yeah, it was something like if if you're if you haven't got Joy-Con drift, you aren't a real Nintendo fan or something like that. Yeah, that was exactly. Uh, yeah, it. and um, and I said I didn't get Joy-Con drift, and she she said basically she said like. It's coming for you eventually. Or hold on, let me look it up. I want to. I want to. I, I, I want to. Uh, I know that I left. I left a a, a gif of uh, of death on there. Right, on, on that and that's what section. I'm saying. I, I wasn't necessarily going to put the curse on either of you. I think it was a combination <laughs> of the two of you because, um, because I got it, and it's your fault. <laughs> I'm just. Um, <laughs> we just pointed out no, that it was but, coming. <laughs> oh yeah, she just simply said, "Your time will come on December 12th," and then. I posted a gif of like a mouse scaring a baby, like a little toy scaring a baby. And I was like, that's the Joy-Con drift coming for me pretty much. And it did. One month later, it came for me. So gotcha. I have experienced the curse of the Joy-Con drift. I'm sad. It's been almost three years. And um, I think I finally might have to buy new Joy-Cons. Yeah, I was gonna they say, still uh, fix them up if you send them in? They're I don't know. Yeah, we need, we need to test that. Because... Uh... Yeah, I, I wondered about that because I haven't called them, but maybe we should both call them at some point and report on it next week. Yeah, and be Let's like, check "Hey, into this, but uh, fix my you know, I've, I actually have been looking for an excuse to get some more Joy-Con, so it's like a, a bittersweet news in that regard. Not bittersweet. Uh, what is it? I'm looking for What's shitty that? news. All right, it's just shitty news. <laughs> but I'm saying there's a there's some silver lining to it. That's what I mean. That I may end up getting some new Joy-Con. And justifiably buying some cool colored ones that I want instead of just these gray ones that I had no choice in the matter but to buy. Because I swear to God, I, I thought I selected the neon switch when I originally pre-ordered it. But that's not the one in the profile set I ordered. Not the one I was shipped. But there you go. Joy-Con, Drift. It can happen to you. It can happen to all of us. It's coming for you, John. You're gonna, not gonna me. Happen. I barely ever use my Joy-Con. Yeah, you don't play it. You don't play it handheld that much, right? I guess. Mm, nope. Yeah, I'll stick but, with my uh, broken pro controller. And that's part of the reason why my pick of the week is 3ds. Because <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't broken yet. Yeah, I have all these games, but yeah, my I got to give my some my 3ds some love because I've gotten to like some cinematic stuff in the in the Dragon Quest Eight stuff, and I'm just like sitting there like smiling and like so happy and just like I've had this thing for so long and I barely play it and. It could still give me so much joy. I just haven't given it the chance lately. And there's probably and there's a lot of stuff that you probably still haven't played on the 3ds. Like there's, and a there's lot so of many like games. just back catalog. Because for a while it was like any other system where I just kept buying games for it whenever they'd go on sale, mm. but not really play them. Like my virtual console's dumb. I have like probably like forty or fifty games just from virtual console. Yeah. So you got a lot to do on there. I do. Aside from and it's great and it, it and it protects itself. It folds in half. Yeah, I missed that. I, I really missed the clamshell of the of the 3ds or d or ds, either of them. And it just fits in my coat pocket, and especially with the winter, like in the bus and everything, like it's nicer than like feeling like I have to carry my backpack to have my switch in it because I don't just want to carry my switch case out by itself. Now I can just throw my 3ds in my coat pocket. And I'm good to go. So thanks yeah. again, Trey, for uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Oh yeah, and the love that it. It gave me back for my 3DS. It's a great system. 3DS. I mean, honestly, I think 3DS is what got me back into Nintendo. Oh, when yeah. I kind of had my little hiatus, if you, you know, right before we started the podcast. Before I bought the 3DS, I hadn't really 
played anything new in quite a while. And you missed it. You missed the ecosystem of the of the Nintendo world. I, did. I missed it too when I went like on my PlayStation Three binge. I was like, I mean, I liked a lot of games on there, but I still like missed. Just the, but it was Mar- it was the Mario Kart Nintendo games are, that brought me you know, back to Nintendo. I think I miss like that extra layer of polish from the Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We've all had our our little hiatus from Nintendo for a while, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then they did the Switch, and now there's I have no time for anything else. <laughs> Poor, I'm sorry, PlayStation Four. I'll play you. I'll play Yakuza on you eventually. I promise. <laughs> but that's uh, that's all I got. Well, this week I dug into Starlink a little bit. I tried it for about, I would say, maybe two hours. I'm sorry. I uh, uh, tried <laughs> it using the toy and everything. You know, the toy was obviously not that uh, essential to the game. No. So. <laughs> hey, he only used it one time. It It is like an interesting kind of weird way to have another connector piece for your Joy-Con, if you want to do that. You know, like the, because it has mm-hmm. like, it has the dog face thing on it, but it just happens to have a ship a attached ship. to the top yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> The ship is cool. I, I like the ship a lot. I think it's a cool toy. But yeah, other than that, I just set it aside after about maybe 30 minutes of playing with the ship and then uh, went to the pro controller. But the game itself, um, so I'm kind of get, getting a feel for it. It's more like an exploration game. It's definitely not a Star Fox game in the yeah, traditional sense. Not at all. It's more about like looking around um, on the planet and scanning the creatures and yeah, scanning a lot various of things. I was impressed actually by some of the the visuals, like the creature animations are really cool. The creature designs are cool. Other than that, somebody compared it to to No Man's Sky, and from what I understand of that game, it seems like a pretty apt comparison. Mm-hmm, I've yeah. heard that too. Yeah, because you like collect animals in that too, right? Are you scanning? Right. Them? But you it's go also to got planets like, and, yep. one thing I was impressed by when Trey showed it to me was the whole, uh, you know, the seamless view of you leaving the surface of the planet and going out into space. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I did, I did really like that, and I and I liked the game a lot until like, until I kind of just like ran into everything. I felt like everything just like ramped up a lot, and I felt ramped like the game kind of made maybe wanted me to buy some shit, and then I did buy some shit, and I still couldn't get anywhere. So I was like, so I was like, well, fuck you, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> is kind of what I, I got to. Look you, you think? I, I just, I don't know. I, I felt like they wanted me to grind or something, and I didn't want to grind. You know, I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Either grind or buy your way out of grinding. And I tried to buy my way out of grinding, but that didn't work either. So it's just like, I'm like, okay, you know, f you, man, I'm I'm done, I'm 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 out. I don't need this game. So that's my copy is where still I went. Steel. Yeah, that's where I went with it. But and I and I was excited about like the Star Fox missions, and that's what I was trying to do with the Star Fox stuff. But mm-hmm. I just I just couldn't. I don't know. It just wasn't. Yeah. It, in the end, it just didn't come together as well as I'd hoped it would. But whatever. I mean, it's they seem to be selling plenty at eight dollars or whatever, so good for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, so far, I think I'm gonna I'll give it an, uh, a few more hours of of honest effort. Um, it seems like maybe the kind of game that I'll I'll come to every once in a while, like when I'm on the plane, and I'll remember, oh yeah, I have Starlink, and I'll check it out, you know. But I, I have heard that it gets kind of repetitive. Later on, I haven't seen that yet because I haven't played it too much. But, but yeah, I guess that's what happens. So, uh, Starlink, pretty cool. I'd say give it a try. Definitely at six dollars. Go ahead and check it out. Six dollars. That plastic control. That plastic toy is really cool. Yeah. So there you go. It's definitely worth six dollars. My big purchase of the week though was I got the LAN adapter for the Switch. 
So that's like I the little that's a little plug thing, right? That just makes mm-hmm. it makes it a so it'll work with an Ethernet cable, right? You, got you just plug it into the USB. Port I have I have one here. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I have one right here. I don't use it, but this I think this was well. It's the same. This is the Wii one, but I think it works the same. Okay, because it has yeah. A I got the USB to Ethernet. The it's from Hori. I don't know what company made yours, but Hero. Um, it's the other. What's that? It's the other side. Hero. Hero. Yeah, <laughs> no matter Hori, but Hero. Yeah. Yeah, um, it made a huge difference. So, I mean, if you know anything about tech, this is not news to you, but uh, I was kind of surprised by the size of the difference. I, I didn't think it was going to make that much that much of a difference, but it's almost double the speed, really. I got the numbers here on uh, Wi-Fi. I was downloading at 26.6 megabytes per second and uploading at 5.3. And then Wired, I was downloading at 48 megabytes per second and then upload at 8.1. So, definitely a noticeable noticeable difference. Um, main reason I bought it was because I've been talking about I like playing the Mario Maker multiplayer so much. And since I bought it, I would say probably ninety percent of my matches, yeah, maybe like eighty five percent of my matches are are, are lag free. Yeah, well, because maybe they're putting you with the higher right with with the higher like a uh, internet rate, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now anytime I have any slowdown, I know it's the other guy's fault, not mine, so... Blame it on them. (laughs) That's a nice feeling. But I do think that, like, maybe they should add some kind of patch to Mario Maker for, like, the people who are slow, like, if people are cutting out or they get slow mid-match, you know, maybe, like, their character should flash red so that you know to attack them or something, or (laughs) some kind of game element to to correct the lag would be really cool. Um, yeah, and I've been playing a lot more, like I said, and I achieved the A rank in Mario uh, multiplayer. Wow. So I'm pretty proud of that. You should be. It's not the highest rank, but... S rank's highest? S rank, I think there's S plus, too. Oh, oh, fancy. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think we're good, then. We can take a break and come back and talk about Pokemon Direct and other things like that. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! 
with Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! There was a direct that happened between this episode, last episode and this episode, of course. Uh, we didn't do we didn't do an extra thing just because I felt like it was small enough that we didn't necessarily need to get into it. But I do want to talk about it just because I feel like it's a I feel like it's a good progression for the Pokemon series, and I like that we don't have to buy another Pokemon game. That's super cool. And this is definitely. I mean, it was on both of our top tens last year. Yeah, it's new Pokemon, so more content for it is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's basically you have to pay for it. So yeah, so basically, there's going to be a new expansion pass for yeah. Sword and Shield, and it'll be half the price of the regular game. So that's cool. They'll be twenty nine ninety nine, and I like that so much better than them making an Ultra Sun Sword and Shield or Pokemon mm-hmm. Gun or whatever other version they're going to do. You know, Pokemon. Well, when, they Earth, the like Pokemon Isle, when they announced the Isle of Armor. Which I may be getting ahead of myself, but like that was one of the speculated things you were seeing online about oh. you know, sword, shield, and armor, or like sword, shield, and gun was like a funny one. But like, yeah. what's the third iteration going to be called? And Axe. armor had been suggested, so it's kind of funny that there is actually like something called armor in this. But I'd actually, yeah, and and another thing that I thought sounded really cool is they were talking about a co-op mode where like we can. We can play together online, is what they're saying. There's something going to be in there. Yeah, I didn't completely understand. Was that that was the for the tundra section, right? I think so. Yeah, for the second part. So uh-huh. yeah, it's an expansion pass. It's a twenty nine ninety nine expansion pass, but there's two parts to it, right? And there's so uh-huh. going to be. Does it include if you you, you pay the thirty dollars if you have like sword and another thirty dollars if you have shield, or is it thirty dollars for either one? That's what I gathered. It was thirty bucks. For both expansions, both expanded things, but yeah, if you had sword and shield, you'd have to buy them separate for yeah, each I think, version because they're slightly different. Yeah, I think if you have both versions, you have to buy you have Twice, to buy the expansion yeah. pass for both. Yeah, but I don't. We don't have both versions, so it doesn't nope. bother me. But no, I mean, it's I'm glad they're adding stuff. And one really cool thing that they mentioned in the Pokemon Direct is that uh, is that it, is that you can actually trade with people who have the expansion pass. And you can, you are able to get all those Pokemon through trading without buying the expansion yep. pass. 
So that was a pretty cool thing. It'll be a little harder. You'll have to like work for it more, but yeah, I mean, but if you get, but if you happen to get one through surprise trade or something, you know, they're not going to block it behind a paywall or something for you. You know, if you happen to randomly find one, but yeah, they're planning on adding what, like a good, like 200 more Pokemon is what it looked like. Yeah. Showed, showed a whole bunch of legendaries on there too, which, which is really cool. It's 50% more content for 50% price. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I think, um, and they mentioned this on Axe of the Blood God as well, but I think that with Pokemon on Switch, like it really needs to get to the point where it's just one game for a long time and we just keep adding stuff to it. Like, mm. like Splatoon or like, you know, Smash Brothers, like games that they, you know, that they actually keep adding stuff to. Well, we're all, yeah, we're persistently online nowadays, so we might as well just keep updating games and you can charge, but. But it makes it makes sense to just do like one and just add. I mean, that. there's already a version on the eShop that includes the expansion pass that you can buy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They automatically did that right when it happened. But there's and they added a little bit stuff in there already, and the on the switch, which you said I you did. I wish they had had some sort of special bonus for getting it, like something that would affect you now. That would have been like uh, motivation for people to pre-purchase it because right now I don't have any reason to buy it until it comes out. Yeah, me either, and I haven't bought it. But you, so you got the slow bro. How how hard was it to get slow bro? Uh, completely. Like I just threw a, I didn't even attack it. I just threw my, I think it was a regular pokeball, and I just caught it. No, it was a healing ball. I was like, because I was out of uh, ultra balls, and I was like, I could use a regular one, or I can use one of these like tons of healing balls that I had because I just kept finding them. And so finally, or I think you get them from uh, as a prize for shopping. Like they just give you them every once in a while. At the at the shop, um, I hadn't really been using those, so I was like, oh, "Let's use a healing ball," and it caught him on the first try. Now, uh, now you do you do get something for buying the game for buying the expansion pass, but it's not really anything that cool. But if you were to buy oh, the expansion pass, costume, right? yeah, you get a you get a, a special Pikachu and a Eevee uniform to wear. So there you go. That, that's you your know, that's your thing. I mean, it's almost like the equivalent of all the different colored Yoshis from Mario Kart Deluxe yeah. that you got when you bought that. So, or the different Shy Guys, you know. So that's kind of that's kind of what you have. But there's some new there's some new Pokemon that they announced as well. Was it Cub? It, it was cool that you could get Slowbro right away. Like, yeah, you just had to go to the uh, Galarian. Or, yeah, yeah, the, the station, and the, you actually get to meet your new rival too. Very briefly. Oh yeah, and there's two, and there's different ones, right? There's uh there's going to be a new gym leader for Shield that's a psychic, right? Yep. Kind of looks like a hippie type character. And uh, what is what is the one for um, Sword? It's like uh, what is what is the one that I'm getting? It's it's like fighting or rock or something like that. Uh-huh. I mean, I like oh. I like psychic, so I was like, eh, I wanted the psychic. Oh, uh, poison type. Poison, yeah. See, so poison. The psychic type is Avery, and the poison type is. Uh, is uh, uh, Clara? Yeah, so you'll be you'll be fighting Clara. I'll be fighting Avery. Yeah, and I, I mean Poison type. Poison type has nothing on Psychic. Psychic's way cooler than Poison. Poison's kind of a it's kind of a ho hum type for me. Really, I, I've never really had any Poison type Pokemon that I liked. Maybe they so. like felt like they should throw a sword of, or yeah, throw a shield of bone since everyone wanted to play sword. Even though uh, Clara is wearing like some cool Splatoon style. Uh, uh, leggings here, so there you go. Yeah. Like the green and purple. So that's cool. Avery looks kind of like a magician douchebag. <laughs> Are there any that aren't? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know of any <laughs> nice magicians? I don't fucking. I don't. 
They're all weirdos. But I think the best character, as you said earlier, is uh, Mustard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mustard, yeah. I actually just was laughing my butt off when I saw that because anybody, I don't know, if you've known me for a while, for some reason, I've always thought Mustard was funny. So just I put, in general? I, I name <laughs> a lot of things Mustard. The name of my farm in, uh, in uh, Stardew Valley is Table Mustard Farm. Oh, okay. It, it would be Table Mustard. But I ran out of space, so it's just table must star. Ah. <laughs> and then I just started the game, and that's been my my 130-hour <laughs> table must star. that I played. That's the name of my farm. So must mustard stars. goes way back for me. Yeah. And it all goes back, like, I think it, was, it predated that. I mean, I used to work at McDonald's and stuff, so I think there were jokes about it there. But, about mustard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I like mustard. Oh, I love mustard. Don't get me wrong, but it's just innately funny for some reason. Just I remember weird... just, like, some funny, like videos and images on the internet back in the day that just uh, made mustard even funnier anyway mustard it's the name of your it's the name of the dojo leader yeah and he's uh he's held the isle of armor he was a champion for 18 years Uh uh-huh before uh before dynamaxing was ever a thing so there you go right so his name's mustard yeah, he's, and he's the new he's your new professor oak on the island guy yeah he's an old guy he's wearing like a blue shirt and a, t- and a hat and he's wearing a orange shirt under that mm. so there you go i wonder if he's like maybe not exiled but like if he's like been like is he retired or is he like kind of being a hermit by living out on that island i guess i mean if he has a dojo then he's just that's what his focus is now yeah and we also speaking of dojos we were introduced to a new Pokemon called Cub Fu. Uh-huh. Cub Fu. Um, it's it's like a it's a fighting type Pokemon, but I found it interesting that it like can evolve into different like fighting styles. I guess. Uh-huh. As I was saying here, there's the there's the Urshifu, the single strike, or the Urshifu rapid strike style. So they're like different fighting stances and all that, and they have different hairdos and. I don't know. It's cool. It's more more new shit, so I'm into that. Oh yeah, and they also said that they were gonna do there are gonna be different types of Gigantamaxing involved involving the final evolutions of your of your main starter Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Rillaboom gets a bigger drum set. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Gets like a rush size drum set mm-hmm. with like twenty toms or whatever. <laughs> Got that going. R.I.P. Neil Peart. Yeah, I'm into it. I, apparently, people are still upset about it for reasons I don't care about because those people are toxic. But yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's the best way to move in in the way for Pokemon. Like, I don't want another game. I'd, I would just would like to just build on this one. You know, that's how they should do it. So it's a little bit like it's in between the like what Splatoon was like and like then the content on. Breath of the Wild, because like the Breath of the Wild content, I I guess that was like a significant amount, but I don't know. I I still haven't finished all that, but like that was really cool to like go back to that game that I, I think I was pretty much still playing at the time. But but like to think about going back to Pokemon, which I barely play anymore, like it's kind of exciting that I get to like jump back in with all my like progress still and progress further in the game. Yeah, and you and you really stuff. you were really hot on Pokemon when it came out, so I mean it's. You know more more stuff that you enjoyed. So I, well, I mean, I, I, it's thumbs up for me, like on the direct. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm totally into it. They showed a, they showed a lot, of, a lot of new stuff. 
Um, I guess the a lot of mostly stuff about the Isle of Armor, but they're both going to release at different times. So, so it's sort of uh, my one of my predictions kind of came true, but not really. They said that you'll see Pokemon Gigantamaxing when you're in their dens. So maybe it will be kind of like I was thinking, where you'll actually see them out walking around. It just won't be in the actual wild area. It'll be in like these. It'll be in the other ones. Dens right? that you're in, yeah. But still, though, I mean, that's, if that is the case, then I'm excited to see that, to see the like the big old Pokemon wandering around. Mm. And you can run up to them and fight them. It also, it, it showed like a big, there, there was a big like a uh, sizzle reel in there, just showing a whole lot of legendaries that they're saying are going to be available in this experience. Yeah, that you can catch in the the din. And that's yeah. the that's the part that's uh multiplayer, those dins. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can work with your friends through that. So that'll be freaking cool if we're able to play that together and catch some legendaries, yo. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, the more the more the merrier on the legendaries. I'm into it. Plus, you know, of course, bringing in other older ones that aren't in this one. So they're just adding to it. So yeah, no, I I thought it was uh I thought it was good for a Pokemon fan. The direct was pretty cool. So it's a lot more than I thought. I mean I, I didn't really know what to think of it. But I guess I guess I should have figured they'd be talking about an expansion pass already. So mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'm I'm just I'm just excited to get it, but I'm I'm hundred percent sold. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. They also uh was it they kind of mentioned a little bit about the uh Pokemon home, is that what it's called, right? Where uh you, I guess you'll be able to transfer some of your characters from Let's Go to Sword and Shield, but it's only, of course, the only Pokemon that are available to play as in, Pork, in, in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So it's not really that big of a deal, but you will be able to do that. So there you go. That's kind of cool. That. And then the uh, Pokemon Bank on the 3DS, you can move stuff from that to Pokemon Home. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, But it's still only the ones that are available. You can't bring in... right. The past the four hundred only mark. if they appear in the Gilar, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so it's still not like you know doing fixing the Dexit thing or whatever, which doesn't really, mm-hmm. really need fixing. And the and the poke they didn't talk about it, but the Pokemon YouTube thing started today as well. Twilight Wings. Oh, the yeah, animated show, yeah. Which I, I didn't actually have, watch that because it was only six minutes. They so say I did, give it a shot. Oh, wow. you you watched it? I didn't have time to watch it. What's what's it like? What did you think? Uh, it did not turn me into a Pokemon fan. <laughs> is it like really, really rapidly paced, or is it just like a teaser? I mean, was those six minutes no, cool? Though? Like, I guess that the intention for the show is to to make them short like this, and um, it's like it felt to me like a piece of a show, not a whole show. Oh, okay, like it kind of started with these two kids. Uh, I don't know who they were, and it felt I felt like I was dipping in on something that was already happening, and then it just sort of ended quickly. Like it was like a scene from a show, not a whole show. Yeah. So it's going to be, I mean, that's the way a lot of content is on YouTube. Yeah. Like when they bring like any like uh, late night show to YouTube, they always split it up into segments or a lot of like any, anybody that does a video podcast on YouTube usually splits, like has a highlight channel where they just like show clips mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Or like let's plays will give you like 15 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. which I never did, but <laughs> I guess, I guess the successful people do that. We we did little teasers for a while. We were sort of doing that. Yeah, we did teasers for the show, which I thought were cool. But yeah, they, I mean, that's that's basically the Pokemon Direct, right? Is there anything that I'm forgetting that you can think of? Other than yeah, Mystery Dungeon, which we already talked about. Yeah, we talked about Mystery uh, Dungeon. That that was like the very beginning, I uh-huh. think. Yeah. So 
I think we probably overlooked something, but that's okay because it was a pretty meaty direct in that regard. And mostly just excited to only pay 30 bucks, which I think they also mentioned on Blood God that there was a time where Pokemon games only cost 30 because they were Game Boy games. But Yeah, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was, but still. That was what? Uh, yeah, Game Boy Advance? That was that, so. that year's money, which is like $45 this year's money. So 30 bucks for this. Hell yeah, I'm on board. I'll just buy it the night before it comes out or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it closer to whenever that first Isle of Armor or whatever happens. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking about. Hopefully, yeah. I'll, hopefully I will have beaten Pokemon Sword by then. <laughs> we'll see. Actually, you know, it, five it, months. it was my number three. This This is like what I was trying to think about doing, and I hopefully I can do it if I don't get too distracted. I'm like, all right, so I'm like, Nose deep and uh, um, I'm super deep in the Dragon Quest Eleven. And I'm like, well, I, I want to just I want to just play this and beat it, you know, because I really like it, and try to do as much as I can of the post game stuff. But uh, you know, once I'm done with that, I'll be like, well, I should move on to Luigi's Mansion because that was my number two, and then I'll beat that. That was not as long, and then I'll move on to Pokemon, which is my number three. And I wanted to just like go down the list of the games that I put where they okay. were on my top ten. That so, seems fair. So that was my that was my plan of of play. Of beating games, if I can, you know, if I can do that, even though it's going to take me a long time to get to the ones I, might, that I really want to play. I need to consult my list for the same reason. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of games that I really want to play on there that I that are kind of towards the end. <laughs> like I'd I really, thought about going back to Wargroove. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd really like to jump back into Dragon Quest Builders actually, and that was like seven, so it's like oh shit. But yeah, and also like and also like Fire Emblem. That's because uh, I was playing around with it. For my top ten video, which everybody should watch on YouTube, I thought it came out pretty good. That's a great video. I watched for my, it. Very nice. For my uh, top ten job. games of the year. And, uh, yeah, I was playing – because I had – because I realized that all the stuff that I had recorded of Fire Emblem was not the actual parts that I wanted to talk about in the video. So I had to basically go back into the game and go find them all because I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't have any footage of, like, the tea times. I don't have any footage of, like, teaching. All I have is, like, the first, like, hour of the game, which doesn't have any of that in there. So I'm like, well, fuck. Now I got to go in there and find the shit that I actually want to put in the video. So So a lot of times I had to do that where I had to just go back and thankfully – I was at a place where I could just go do that. Like, I'm not, like, in a weird part of the game where I can't get back to that. I was like, well, I can easily. Because I had, like, I did, like, a playthrough, and I did, like, three tea times, like, in that playthrough. So so I was able to get everything get everything that I wanted for the video. But, but yeah. But, yeah, and also, and also like, you know, because The Witcher is, like, in my later 10, and that's another game that I really want to play some more of. So it's like, we'll see how well that actual plan will work for me. I've been watching the show, and the first episode kind of I didn't know for sure I was gonna like it, but I'm kind of into it now. Oh, you went to you went okay. to the show, even with uh, yeah. what is uh, as uh, my friend Jason would say, uh, what butt butt chinned angry uh, Henry Cavill on there. <laughs> A lot of people didn't didn't like him or didn't like the, his portrayal. The guy that was in the Superman movies or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, people said it's a, sort of a slow burn too. Like it takes a few episodes to get it. In. Does. It sounds like maybe that's I also think that he plays that character really well, having you know, being playing Witcher Three alongside, which I haven't really played much this week, but definitely the show's making me want to play more. But I mean, I, I haven't seen the show. I, I don't want to watch the show really until I play the game. So it's it takes place before the sh- the game. That's that's what I figured, and it's also more based on the book, right? Because right. I, I talked to my like brother-in-law and my and my nieces about it because they they watched it and I was like, 
and I and they don't even know. I guess they don't even know. There's that, one uh, thi- one episode where something happened that reminded me of something that happened in okay. Witcher Three, but I don't know if it was definitely the same thing, just you know, rewritten, or if it was you know a similar event happens later. Because because I don't even think he knows that that girl is his daughter that he's chasing, right? Or is he even chasing her in the show? Like he is in the in the game that he's trying to find. Like your well, main, it's not his daughter. Your main through line. Well, he he called her his daughter in the game though. Well, she's not. Well, according to the show, she's not his daughter. I guess he, it calls her. It calls her his ward. In and the uh, extra lore that came with my uh, deluxe copy I got of the game. Oh, it had the little pamphlet that I read, and it. And yeah, Cece's the or whatever her name is. She's the. He's she's his ward. Oh well, he it, and you find you actually find out why she's his ward in the show, which is kind of cool. Well, you start. I mean, you start off in the beginning of the game training her how to fight. Yeah, but but in the game. Like I, where I was playing, he says my daughter. He, well, refer, he refers to her daughter. as a, he refers to her as his daughter. So that's why I'm she saying. is his daughter in the sense that he raises her. Yeah, maybe not biologically, but he considers but not her, biologically. He considers right. her his daughter. Is what I mean by that. So she's his she's daughter. referred to as his ward in the in the literature the literature okay. <laughs> that I read. Yeah, that well, came with the game. Yeah, sure. I'm just he said it in the game. He said she's my daughter. When he's talking to somebody else, but maybe he's just saying but that to try. In to the show, them. he hasn't even met her. Yeah. That's kind of like I think that's kind of the point of season one of The Witcher so far. I, I think is this is though me. There's maybe. a lot of there's a lot of different storylines, but the big giant overarching storyline is them meeting each other because you're seeing both their stories separate. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's some like intersecting characters, but mostly it's like two completely separate things. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's here's a news thing. So there's a video out. Which which tells us absolutely nothing about the actual place, but <laughs> not a single thing. But there's a, but there's a video with a song on it, which may or may not be in this episode. I haven't decided yet. But uh, yeah, there's there's a video where a whole bunch of people run to a flag and and look at Mario a bunch and yeah, it's basically Nintendo put out a video about Super Mario or Super Nintendo World. It's a music video yeah. for uh, yeah, it's a teaser for Universal Literally. Japan. What's the name of the artist? Uh, and I I watched it. I don't know who I don't know. Charlie XK XC or whatever. She's a popular artist. Hmm. I just I, I watched the video and it, it doesn't really tell me anything at all. Nope. I it's hope- just a bunch of like right uh footage with CGI in it. Well I was trying to remember around. too, like have they put out anything official as far as yep. like videos or footage or photographs? I think everything we've seen so far has been basically a, a leak. And yeah. this is the first actual like video of any kind about super nintendo world even though it's all obviously faked in the video like everything's right. cgi even like supposedly like the animatronic like mountains or whatever the clouds of mm-hmm. uh, mountains look cgi they don't look like right so they're probably really they don't, be... they're not the actual location yeah i mean that yeah. it, it can it, it doesn't look like the type of place i want to go to i don't want to go to a place where i just run a whole lot it's just we're, a big just, field, and you're just running to the castle. We're just constantly running towards the pole, and then we all touch the pole. I mean, I'm, I'm not into that. That's not that's not my kind of uh, amusement park there. I'm sorry. So, but the whole point of the video was just to get people excited. I mean, like, if it was a movie, this would be, like, the 15-second teaser trailer teaser trailer, trailer where you yeah. don't actually learn anything about the movie. It's they just probably like, bit, right? aren't far enough into the build to show anything either. Yeah. Like, that's probably true. It's, a lot of it's still <laughs> under works. Cause like, all the investors... Or whatever, have more of a stake in it. Probably like, don't show this yet. Yeah, I yeah, guess it's just to get the conversation going because uh, the Olympics are coming up. And they want it done by the Olympics um, in Tokyo. Mm. 
So I think we'll start. This is like the start. And I've of seen like I've seen people talking about it on Facebook and stuff too. Like the otherwise probably wouldn't have known about it if this video hadn't showed up or whatever. You know, like right. And I passed it on to my sister because my little nephew loves Nintendo, and I was like, you know, when this co- this is actually coming here to to Los Angeles, so you guys got to come out and we started talking about that. And By the way, he might be a Charlie out. XCX fan afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> his formative brain interprets that as his favorite music because it has to do with nintendo sort of uh-huh. <laughs> just because it's a song about playing i don't know yeah the video was whatever but it's i, I just cool I mean, more so me it did the job the it got me like okay there it's sort of open season on super nintendo world information now things are gonna start to flow out it got me hyped about this is actually coming. It's not just blueprints anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it did, did the job for me. But um, yeah, and actually, I wanted got me thinking about oh, I got to go to Japan to actually see this thing, even though the LA one is going to be like only forty miles from me. I want to go see the one in Japan too. I definitely feel that way, and that was one of my looking out in the distant future when I would try to go to Japan myself. I kind of mm-hmm. was hoping to coincide it with maybe not the launch of super nintendo world but sometime shortly after mm-hmm. i guess that's this year so definitely not when it comes out maybe next year yeah i mean it's yeah it's it's i'm, I'm excited to see more we'll say that so uh, the the wristbands are interesting i do wonder about those like and of course it's supposed to be like people are carrying their switches so i wonder if it's like augmented reality or something yeah, they said that the whole park is going to be like one living video game. Yeah. So in the video, they had their phones out and it said like, you know, game start or whatever. So I, I'd like to know more about that aspect, about the uh, AR aspect or the living video game aspect. So that, that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the AR would have to be through your phone because it can't be through the Switch because no camera. I wonder if it could be right. kind of like when you're like playing well, the, the IR games, camera, but where you know. get the like now they, they look, put the uh, tickets on the little cards sometimes mm-hmm. instead of like printing out the tickets. Yeah, and then if you want, you can like combine them onto one card. Like I wonder if you'd be able to do that. Where like let's say like you had your nephew John, or like I was there with mm-hmm. a kid or something, whatever, and I wanted to just like help the kid out and like send them all the stuff I collected. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, right to manage all your points. And- uh huh. And then yeah. maybe there's like, like some did. physical prizes, or uh, you gonna meet Mario or something. I don't know. You get to meet Mario. I I mean I I'm realistically preparing myself for this is obviously for kids. Maybe it's a family thing, but I mean I still want to see it. But I've never been to Disney or anything like that. Like I'll say, it's I've never like, really it's been like into Disney. that kind of the spectacle of all that. For so it's for everyone. It would just be mostly just because I it would be the closest I can get to living in a Mario world. Sure. So I did. That's what I it's there for. That's what it's there for. Yeah, I'm actually. I, going... I would go to the Harry Potter one too if I ever had the chance. Oh yeah. Well, they're both in Universal, cool. so you could you could find it. They're both yeah. in the same place. I'm actually going to Universal in April, so I'm hoping to get a little bit of a inside peek around the curtain or whatever. Are you going to the one in LA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I went by there a couple months ago. It was like nine months ago now. And they did have the, the I don't know what you want to call it, like the hilltop or whatever. Have you uh, seen the design of Super Nintendo World? I oh, yeah, you tell. took a picture of that. Yeah, I took pictures of that. Yeah, and I talked about it on the show, too. 
So hopefully uh, there's a little bit more going on there now and I can actually get into the park this time because I'm going to buy a ticket and I can see what's what's going on in the uh, oh, Hollywood one. Back there. Yeah, nice. I'll do what I can. And we'll talk about that. And if you get banned from that park, it's okay because just go to the one in Japan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they won't remember you. No big deal. <laughs> so let's I'll only cry a little bit. So let's talk about some of these rumors here. Sure. Which are probably true. Um, this is our rumor rumor report. Xbox Nintendo Nintendo PlayStation Grand Prix rumors. So Pikmin Four coming to Switch or Pikmin Three? That was me Freudian slipping what I really wanted to see. Yeah, that maybe there's a port of Pikmin Three. It would it would be timely because John just got that game, and that's normally what happens. It would be. I'm kind of glad that I just got it because. Maybe I would have been hesitant to get it if I'd heard it might be coming to Switch. Yeah. And I like to actually play on the original system, as I've said before. That okay. happened to me with the game recently. Yeah, no, I was oh, saying right. that's another one that's coming out actually this week, which is my pick yeah. of the week for anybody who's buying a game uh, who doesn't have it. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE comes out this week on Friday, yeah. which is the closest we're going to get to a proper persona on the Switch, it seems like. So if you're into Persona and Fire Emblem characters, but not actual Fire Emblem gameplay, then this game is for you. As for me, I'm just hoping to just finish the Wii U version of it that I already have. <laughs> That's yeah. what is what I'm going for. Do you think um, you? When's the last time you played it? It's been a while. I, I, you know, I was for some reason I was under the impression that we were going to see stuff about Shin Megami Tensei Five by mm-hmm. now. And I was going to do like a stream of it as a lead up to that game, but oh, it never happened because they, because they announced it when the switch was, when they basically said what the switch was, they said that there was a Shin Megami against it, Tensei game coming, like an official numbered one was coming to switch exclusively. And then we never saw anything about it ever again. So yeah. Mm. So that was when I played Tokyo Mirage Sessions last, but I, I know where I am. Like, it's not really. I think I could get back. I think I could get back to what I was doing. It's not as like complicated, like map wise, as like Dragon Quest. You know, it's mostly like, you know, you have like Shibuya Station, and there's different places you can go to. But the only thing that's actually like a map that you move around in is like the dungeons that you're in. So it's like mm-hmm. very much Persona's the same thing. So it's like there's only certain parts you can walk around in, but it's not really. I, I think I could figure out what my next thing I was supposed to do is pretty quickly. So. But yeah, no, I mean it's a cool game. Like, uh, I'd like to finish it. It's supposed to be one of the shorter, on one of the shorter ones. But kind of my all of my turn-based RPG stuff is going to Dragon Quest Eleven. But once that's done, then maybe I'll hop back into into that game. But for anybody who's looking for a game to play right now on the Switch, as if there aren't many of them, that's the that's the big release of this week. So we should say regarding Pikmin Three, the rumor comes from. Per Schneider of IGN, actually, he mentioned on uh, um, NBC, this is a quote, he said, uh, the secret Wii U ports that are being discussed, one of them is a 9 out of 10 for me, and one of them is more of a 6 out of 10. And then later on in the episode, he said, I really liked what Nintendo did with their take on real-time strategy games. So that's why people are saying Pikmin 3. I'm more interested in the 6 out of 10 one. Is that uh, Star Fox? (laughs) <laughs> maybe that that that's the only game that i would really that i might that would actually consider getting again is if they release star fox zero 
and basically fixed the controls and just made it a regular analog control game that's not motion controlled and doesn't have multiple screens and all that. <laughs> I would I would be and I would I would play it if they did that. But I mean, aside from that, I'm not I'm not rebuying any any Wii U games on my Switch. No way. Sorry. I mean, I've I the only one I've rebought was uh, Mario Kart, and I'm happy I did. Yeah. I do not regret it. The only one that I bought was there wasn't any that I rebought. But the other, uh, the other rumor uh, you got there, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you're right. I did get that, <laughs> but I got a deal on it, so that's why. The other one that I think is kind of interesting and probably happening is uh, Saints Row Four coming to Switch. I mean, I'm sure they sold well on Saints Row Three, so why yeah. not? Even though you know what, a lot of people didn't like Saints Row Four. Like it didn't review very well. I didn't play it, but but yeah, people didn't like I it. I forgot because, it even came out because you kind of like. You kind of start out with too much from the beginning, I guess. Yeah, I you're know. like OP, right? That's yeah, what you're, I remember reading. You're kind of OP from the beginning. So a lot of people... Um, I have it on Steam, so I played it kind of recently. Yeah, a lot of people said... That's exactly how it feels. It's just like you're a crazy superhero that can do whatever you want. Yeah, a lot of people said that 3 was like the, the pinnacle, you know, and then every kind of went, everything went down from there. But whatever, you know, they'll make money off of it, and they already put 3 on there. So yeah, I'd say that that one's coming as well. What I one this, thing I one thing I'm really interested in, and you put it down as announced, but I think it's still a rumor. Yep. Um Bioshock. Which uh that Bioshock, yeah. Bioshock one was actually I kind of feel bad that I didn't mention that in our Games of the Decade episode, just because I really liked Bioshock One. It really yeah. blew me away when I played it, and I think and I think it's still pretty good, and I wouldn't mind returning to it. Didn't make you want to read Atlas Shrugged. I've actually read some of Atlas Have Shrugged you? before. I, it. I yeah, I've tried. It's, it's, I own it somewhere. <laughs> you can get it for free. I, I read it on my phone, but I mean, I didn't understand any of it. I don't think, but I watched. But I, but I tried reading it on my phone. But yeah, yeah and this is actually Bioshock the Collection. So one, two, and three. Now, see, I don't that. That I don't believe because they have yet to do that. Nobody's done that aside from like Bayonetta, I guess. But as far Where's as like the- big na- big games that were like last generation mm-hmm. games. Like they're they have they've been they they've been uh releasing them separately, so I mean I feel if it's gonna happen it would be like one two and three I don't know if they would do it all as one but you know maybe they want to break the chain maybe they want to be the first to do that which more power to them if they, if they do you know? do a collection but nobody really you know like there's not there's not like a Devil May Cry collection they've just been piecemealing them out because they know that mm-hmm. people will pay more for it and that and that seems to be the trend you know. I mean, there's, like, collections of older, older, older games, you know, from, like, multiple generations back, but not something as big as this. So so I'd be surprised if they do a whole collection, because that seems like a really meaty download there. I mean, that's uh, true. you, you got to buy well, your especially own. especially Infinite. Infinite's, like, a pretty big game. Yeah, I mean, I figured that'd be, like, a 100 gig download, which, yeah, you're going to sell that? I don't think so. I have never yeah. played through Bioshock 2, but I have finished one in Infinite, and I really liked them. Um Probably liked one better. I played. I played all of them. In, yeah, but Infinite was pretty fun. Once you like got the hook hand. Ugh. Yeah, the, once you got the handle of the uh, the 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 zipper, the zipper, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I don't. You know. Yeah, well, we talked about this before, but I play. I played through all three of them. I was actually kind of down. I was kind of really down on two when I played it, but I've come around to it. So I actually think it's better than three because I was really hot on three, and now I don't think three's that good <laughs> you know i don't think it's aged that well but but no i mean definitely but the first one i still think is fantastic so so how this came so. about was this was 
uh, the games actually popped up on the Taiwanese ratings board. So no, it wasn't officially announced. I, I put it in the wrong section. Um, yeah, so this is a market as a rumor for now, but Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Bioshock Infinite, and Bioshock The Collection, these all appeared individually on the ratings board. So what this is suggesting is that possibly so they, would they can be available as then. a collection yeah. and individually. Okay, so maybe they would do an only physical one that has one game on it and two download codes. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it would be, because that seems to be what they've been doing with these so-called collections. It's basically one game and a code, you know, so so that makes that makes more sense. I mean I say I would buy I would buy Bioshock One again. If Bioshock Two has like the multiplayer and people are actually playing it, then I'd give that a I'd think about doing that also, just because I did I did play the, the multiplayer on PS three and I thought it was pretty fun, you know, for what it was. So mm-hmm. so that type of thing. But yeah, I mean those games are cool, especially Bioshock One. Like I think I that's think I would get the collection. I've never really tried good. a Bioshock game, but I've heard they're really cool. They are and uh if you have a bundle, I'll do the bundle. Yeah, Bioshock was one of those games, like, uh, Conan, like, lent me his 360. So that was one of those games I played through a couple times. Like, I I, I just, he lent me his 360 with a bunch of different games, and I, I just started trying out, you know, whatever I thought was cool. And uh, one of them was, and I started playing Bioshock, and I just played it, like, I just kept playing that in, like, a week and beat it, you know, just because I found it so intriguing. Same with uh, Dead Space, where I just, like, was like, oh shit, this game's awesome. So I was like, just kept playing it, and then I and then I bought a PS3 and I played it again on PS3 because it came with, it came with Infinite. So I got it. So I got it again for free. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was on it was on the disc for Infinite. So I think that was one of those rare games I paid full price for back in the day. Like got it like right when it came out or shortly thereafter. Because um, it really felt it really felt like a next generation game when it came out. I mean, I, it did like all the NPCs like were really well animated. Or at least that's what it seemed like at the time. It's probably uncanny Valley shit now, but <laughs> um, like the barbershop quartet or whatever. That's at the beginning that are like singing. You can like walk up to him. Oh, that's a, that's an infinite. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about Bioshock one. No, Bioshock one. The thing that blew me away. I remember like most, when I first played it was um, how the ground was kind of shiny. Oh, the thing that was like, me, yeah, cause it was like wet. And I was like, I haven't seen like reflective ground like this before. Oh. Like I, I was just really impressed by that level of graphics, not being like a PC person or whatever. I hadn't really seen cutting edge graphics like the first Bioshock. The, the thing that really intrigued me about Bioshock one is I thought it was fucking terrifying. Like I thought the game was scary as shit. You know, oh yeah, it was more of a horror game. Because like, well, they did. They, ones. I felt like they did so well to like establish the town. It's like this weird, like abandoned city that was once like, you know, the pinnacle of rich of like a of area where all the elite go, and they've all kind of gone insane. And you and you like only meet, you know, you meet characters like it's, it's the it's the exact opposite of the way like Infinite starts, where Infinite there's like people everywhere and everybody's happy. This one, it's like everything's like fucking destroyed, and there's a bunch of dead people here, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" And mm-hmm. when you meet when you meet people that are still alive, they're like they're completely nutso, and they just want to kill you, you know. And it's just frightening. And a lot everybody's of, like mutating themselves, yeah, and changing and themselves genetically. And a lot of it's like from seeing a shadow like scream at you or whatever, and it's just like, "Holy fuck, what's happening here?" Like it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really like freaked me out while I played it. Yeah, all the bad guys like scream and they're just completely like out of their minds when they're like coming after you. Yeah. 
I think another one that might just be a rumor now. Did you? Did any of you guys watch the the Doom the new Doom trailer? No, I did. Because there's because there's some controversy about that now. Uh, people are thinking that the Switch version may be canceled, like may not be happening. Because no, because they well, it, there's it no wasn't included in the trailer. The Switch logo is not on the on the end of the trailer. It's not. But they the, already previously said that the Switch version is going to come after the Xbox and the PS4 and the PC version. Yeah. Well, people, people. The reason that people were thinking that it was canceled is because yeah, it's not in the trailer, and also some people's. Uh, Pre-orders have been canceled through like GameStop or whatever, so I think that's why they were thinking that it wasn't going to happen. Through GameStop, maybe GameStop is being canceled. It's probably more likely. Yeah, well, GameStop sucks. <laughs> so they are they are they finally like getting close to putting the nail in the coffin? They had the worst uh, holiday season um, of their last couple of years, so. Well, I believe seems it. like that also made the news. Yeah. Nobody really goes there. So this is this is something that I kind of found on my own like life existence. I found I found a building in Chicago that says the Toys R Us experience on it. Do you know anything about that? The Toys R Us experience. Yeah. Hmm. A brand so new, I did hear about the brand new Toys building came back in New Jersey. They had like one location at a mall, but I'd not heard about it. Um, oh no! It's building. It's the Toys R Us Adventure, is what it's called. But this is a brand new building. Like this was not because oh. I know where the old Toys R Us is. That's like a fucking wig factory now or something. But uh, no, it's it's downtown, and it says the Toys R Us downtown. Adventure. And I'm like, okay, that's new, but I don't yeah. know what it is. I drove. I drove. Gonna past be it. like a challenger to FAO Schwartz. The Toys is R Us FAO Schwartz still there in downtown Chicago? No, it closed like maybe ten years ago. Oh really? Goddamn. Yeah, oh, even longer than that, maybe 15 years ago. I think I might remember hearing about it now. I just I referenced it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so Toys R Us Adventure is a totally immersive family experience where imaginations run free. Final tickets now available through January 26th. It's the thing that you tickets. you like go to. Yeah, it's like a ride, sort of. Oh. Toys R Us and Candytopia are excited to present an all-new, totally immersive Fill up your photo album super experience. You go in there and they actually just like run you through the training of how to be a Toys R Us employee. I don't know. <laughs> you go, you like a simulated day of work and then you leave. Escape to a land. Fired. <laughs> you like have to watch all the like safety videos and stuff. <laughs> Escape to a land where imagina- imaginations run free and you are placed in the center of a larger than life toy box. Throughout this 90-minute immersive family experience, you will make your way through magical worlds with a whole lot of fun and play along the way. Swing into the Paw Patrol room on a zip line and show off your medieval moves moves in the disco castle. Trek through the Schleich Safari room, jump your way through a monster obstacle course, and test your house-building skills in a Three Little Pigs fairy tale come to life, and so much more. So yeah, it's like a it's like an expensive discovery zone or something. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, if I get to put on a VR helmet and relive my experience of wow. buying a Nintendo 64 in 1996, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> is this a, is this like someone that was a majority like purchaser of the Toys R Us day brand? They're like, well, be. I had this idea. I guess I'll just put Toys R Us name on it. I mean, it's on Michigan. It's on Michigan Avenue. It's like downtown, downtown, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess toys, cool, but like... I don't know. Toys R Us is like this magical world of toys. Like it wasn't even like it didn't. It hasn't felt like that in a long time, even before it closed. Mm-hmm. Like no, yeah. To- a toy store just doesn't seem like a dream, fantastical place to go. Yeah, well, it's not really there anymore. 
and then well the toys r us in my hometown is a gym now so there you go yeah the toys r us in my i mean the toys r us i went to in high school in peoria is now an overstock so there you go overstock.com so yeah Nuts. i did kind of want to mention why, why you're talking about doom this is actually um hit the news a couple of weeks ago and, and we missed it but Hyperkin released an N64 controller adapter for Switch. They did. I don't know if I'd want that. I don't. Th- I don't think I necessarily do. Because, sorry. But if you want the full experience of reliving Doom 64, mm-hmm. you could do it. Sure. Uh, but I'd or rather. Try. I'd rather play it on the Switch <laughs> with the Switch controller. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I was gonna say sorry, Martin, but uh, I like the new controllers better than the original 64 controller. To our 64 friend. Did either of you see that image? I think I saw on Twitter where it was like, this is the controller we need after the, you know, that whole GameCube controller was made. Um, yeah. Somebody like showed the N64 one, but it was like split up. Yeah. The way you would actually <laughs> yeah. hold it. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, for anybody who wants to play it ca- classically, you know, on the N64, more power to them. I'm just saying for me, I don't need it. But it's cool that it's there. Um, one thing, I want to mention one more thing. Cyber Shadow. The new newest Yacht Club game got a trailer. It's looking kind of like uh, reminding me a little bit of the Messenger, but I think it looks fucking awesome. Like I'm I'm in hundred percent. I think it looks great. It's like a you know Ninja Gaiden Ninja E type type thing. But I'm mostly I'm just happy to see Yacht Club's games finally do something that is not Shovel Knight. As yeah. much as I love Shovel Knight, they just with all of the um, all of the extras that they promised to the backers of that. They just kind of got stuck in Shovel Knight world for what we thought was going to be like forever. Six years now. Yeah. And now that King of Cards is finally done, they can finally move on to something else. And I'm really interested to see their new, their other stuff. So, I mean, Shovel Knight was, really fantastic, cool. was a fantastic game. So I don't doubt that any of, you know, I'd love to see a different game other than that. I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. It does look a lot like The Messenger, but The Messenger, of course, Harkens back to Ninja Gaiden, so yeah, right. they're starting at the same route, but I trust that they're branching off in different paths. Yeah, sure. Well, also like Shovel Knight was around before. Like I, I feel like Shovel Knight was the first indie that I thought was like no, not necessarily. The I first think it was one. the first crowdsourced, but I felt like it was kind of like a met the hype. Yeah, no, I mean, I just felt like it was like a new, like it reached like maybe a new level of indie games. I just think I think it's very good. I think the Shovel Knight was very very good. It delivered it on out. its promise to be a really great game. Oh, it was a fantastic game. It's uh, yeah, it's very. I mean, I highly recommend that. I think that's probably one of the one of the number one indie games for its time for sure, in my opinion. But yeah, I just I just I'm happy. I'd like to see more stuff from Yacht Club Games. So I'm into that. Same. A couple more things. Two two more things. One is anybody living in the Brookfield, Illinois area. We're going to do you a favor and let you know that Galloping Ghost Arcade is hiring. Which sure. is the greatest arcade in the world. I'm sure they probably found somebody by now. work there and play video games all day, and we'll be very jealous. They probably found somebody by now. I'm sure a lot of people wanted to want that job. I don't know. Or do you, Maybe I, so. I don't think they That's would That's the kind of place it. you would hang out and wait till they hired. They like were hiring. Yeah. Yeah, true. But this was posted like a week ago, so try your luck if you if you want to work there. You know, look them up, go there, apply. Good luck mm-hmm. to you. Mention our name, maybe you'll get the job. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
And then one more thing, maybe you want to mention the skies of Arcadia. Oh yeah, we should we should mention that. So uh, Kenji Hiruta said that he wants to develop a sequel to Skies of Arcadia, and I say fuck yes, please do that. That'd be awesome. Please, thanks. But uh, yeah, no, because didn't one of the other developers said that they had no interest in doing a sequel or porting it or anything? I remember reading that or saying it on here at one point that somebody that somebody said that. So, but no, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Skies of Arcadia is great. I still think of it when I play other RPGs like uh, like Dragon Quest Eleven. But yeah, Skies of Arcadia is awesome. Do another one. Yeah, someone. Someone put out a tweet that said uh, one of the main devs for Skies of Arcadia is pushing people for people to ask for the sequel, and then to which he replied strongly, "I really, really want to develop the sequel." So he's trying to rally the fans to ask for it. So if you're a fan of Skies of Arcadia, ask for it. Put it out there. Who do who do we ask? Who do we go to? Sega. Hey Sega, uh, Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> it's like who do you go to for this? Like who even owns it now? I guess Sega still would, right? I don't know. Probably Sega, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, what, well, like I said before, going back to that uh, big Sega uh, poll that they went out, that went out. I think I don't know if they asked anything about Skies of Arcadia, but they did ask a lot about a lot of their old stuff. So maybe that might have been in there. But I'm pretty sure I said Switchport and sequel. So, which I said for most of their stuff. So you know, we got that going. But but I think I think we're going to take a break here. And then we'll be back to talk about the Smash Brothers thing. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, so we watched the Smash Brothers live stream, which Sakurai Matron let us know was not a live stream at all, because he recorded in November, so weird. But yeah, I watched I watched all of it. I don't know if you guys saw any of it, but I feel like most of it really has to do with me more than more than you guys, because I'm the only one who knows who this is. Right. Actually. I skipped around. <laughs> yeah. I watched maybe about six or seven minutes of it total, but... Mm. I, as I soon would, as I was like, oh, another Fire Emblem guy? Like, oh, okay, I don't need to watch the whole thing. Well, but this one's different, I guess, sort of. I mean, so it's Byleth. Byleth is the main character from Fire Emblem Three Houses, so cool. Uh, weird, Weirdly, on, on Twitter, Cat uh, Bailey actually said Byleth, said that it was going to be Byleth, like a week like a week ago, so... Either she got a guess, or was that... Either she knew, or she was leaking it, or it was just a really good guess, but... I actually had read that on Twitter, and I was like, ah, no, that won't be that character. But then it was that character. So, I mean, I guess if you think about it, like, Corrin, that's the main character from Fates, so they have done this before. Oh, yeah, and uh, Robin, even. That's the main character from Awakening. So this is the third time that they've done this for Fire Emblem characters, where they've used the main character from the series. So, How yeah. many Fire Emblem characters are there now? There's like eight, right? He, uh, he says it in the video. I think there's... There's either seven or eight. I thought he said there were six other Fire Emblem characters, but maybe he said seven. 
But yeah, no, there's there's a lot. I know that uh, some people, I think you included, John, uh, don't yeah. really care for the Fire Emblem characters. I, I like well, the, in the video they even made a point to say the character, um, the the female character he was talking to, even joked like, "Oh, there's too many swords in the game," so or this, whatever. Yeah. So something along those lines, and then um, then the the female version of the Bioth character came in and was. They had like an axe and bow and arrow and all this different stuff. Yeah, well, it was kind of. I, I thought that was funny. They made a comment on that. Well, it was kind of funny. Yeah, Sothis was like, "Well, there's already all these sword people," and then and then it changes to female Byleth, and she's like, "Oh, well, there's an idea." So I was, I don't know if that was a joke and be like, "Well, if you're a female, then I don't know." I don't know if they're going for a different joke on it. But speaking of jokes, man, do all of them have like canned laughter in the background? Whenever, <laughs> whenever, like, uh, I don't think it's canned laughter. I think that's his team. No, I mean I don't I don't I don't think it's actual laughter because it sounds the same every time. It sounds like oh, sick, does it? it sounds like sitcom laughter, you know? So know. like whenever I he says something just, like development staff laughing as he was talking. Oh no, because it definitely sounds like he edited it in there. Like this time it did. It really did because it was like you know, like you know, like uh like sitcoms that that have that. And it was really it's kinda awkward. And one of them was like for a joke that I didn't even think was a joke. I'm like, okay. But but yeah, so yeah, it's so Bioth is gonna have gonna get to use three different weapons, which actually I thought was pretty cool. You know, it's you know you have a uh, you have an axe, you have uh, you have the bow and arrow, you have like a um, spear also. So you have like the main fire emblem weapons plus the uh, sword whip thing, which is uh, they're all ancient weapons. They all look like they're made out of bones and all that. I'm surprised that you don't like the the sword characters, John, because they I mean you like Link. He has a sword. They all kind of play similar to Link. You know, I figured you would just group them in with Link just because they yeah, all have swords. My problem is that, uh, well, to me, I don't, number one, play Fire Emblem. And so I don't have any connection to the characters. But then number two, all the characters just, at a glance, they all look very similar to one another. Yeah. And well, I mean, there I'll- might be different kinds of swords or whatever, but they just look like stock anime characters to me. Uh, well, I mean, you could say that for like Marth. Lucina and Roy, they're like all the same. They're they're all the same characters. Yeah, and I was I was fine with like and some, Marth and Roy back in the day. And somewhat uh just like, oh all these characters look sort of the same to me. And then you so, get and then you have care. the main you have the main character from the GameCube Fire Emblem, which is also like them, except he's slower. But once you get into like Robin and, and Corrin and all them, they're they're completely different. Like they're they're not even sword characters. So because Robin is more does like magic moves and uh Quran is like this dragon creature that does that doesn't even have a sword so so those I guys, guess my critique is more different. of the character design than yeah just because compared they, against all the other characters in smash who are so varied and different universes and you got the cartoony type characters you got the larger characters like donkey kong and bowser versus the smaller characters like olimar from pikmin it's just like they have this whole stable of fire emblem guys who look largely the same to one another is a little uh-huh. bit creatively disappointing. Well, they are. I mean, I'd say size, they look the same, but aside from those, I mean, yeah, I think Robin and, and Corrin look different, but aside from that, they do all kind of look the same. And Violet does look, what does look kind of similar to all of the previous ones. So, but it looks like the moves are different. So you give them that. I don't know. I mean, it's not really, I, I've kind of gotten over the whole, like, asking for characters in Smash thing because I don't really care anymore. I mean, I like Smash, and I'm going to buy the new Fighter fighter Pass and all that, of course. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, you know, 
I'm kind of tired of like being like, well, maybe this person should be in there. I'd, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather just they do it, and then I'll be like, okay. So I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I feel I'm, kind of the same at this point. We have so many of the characters now. Yeah. It's up to what seventy five. They said, or is it more than that? I, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was like eighty something. And the novelty of having like uh, some random character from twenty or thirty years ago is a little bit worn off to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I still do appreciate those characters a little bit more. The weird ones, like you know, I'm talking about the, like the ice climbers of the bunch. Like back in the day, nobody expected ice climbers to be in melee. Yeah. yeah, and then they put them in there. I thought that was cool. Yeah, but um, at this point, there's just so many characters in there already. I'm just a little bit less excited for each pack that comes out. Yeah, but it's a uh, this one. I was disappointed that it wasn't available right now. Because I was going to, like, play as Byleth while I was watching the video, but I couldn't do that because he's not available yet. But they'll they'll be available on the 28th, so that's kind of like, all right. Right? Was it the 28th or the 26th? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's by the, the end 20th. of the month sometime. By the end of the month, yeah, it's the 28th. So, so that's so like, okay. And I guess then they're also going to make the second Fighter Pass available on the 28th, which is adding six more characters. So did they say like, that they're going to do that all at once? Is that what I understood? Or all the characters? It, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't maybe, think maybe so. I misunderstood it. No, I mean, all he said was that he said that he had oh, decided okay. all of them that, that that they've all been decided, but they're not telling us who they are. They're all Fire Emblem. Yeah, I think what I think, what, <laughs> and they're all Pokemon. <laughs> I think what he was saying was that again. Now that I think about it, that you can buy all the characters at the same time, just like you could last time. I well, think yeah, that's what I was hearing. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll pay for it as one as like a season pass, like you would like you would the first time. But yeah, and and if you and if you get it, if you buy it, you get like um, you get one you get one thing for it, which I wrote down here. You, you get costume. you get a Breath of the Wild me Guardians costume. <laughs> it's what you get for getting the new fighters. So, uh, take that as you will. That was the coolest costume in the game, I think. But but there in is Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Even though I, I do think that hat looks pretty dumb. <laughs> it's guardian <laughs> hat, but whatever. But I mean, it's it's a very effective costume to wear. But they they also get into some uh, me costumes on the side of the Byla stuff. So they have a Assassin's Creed character Altair, I guess is his name now. I don't know. I don't play those games. But you could. But I I know enough to know that that looks like an Assassin's Creed person because it has like the hood over their face or whatever. He's a guy with a sword. Yeah, another side sword guy. Well, I mean, it is the sword me fighter that you use it on. So, uh-huh. <laughs> also uh, rabbits. You can be a me fighter with a rabbit hat. So there you go. I guess right when I saw that, I was like, I wonder if that Wii U game is a, is a rabbit game. <laughs> when uh, when the, you know when we were talking about Per Schneider and like how he uh-huh. gave one a nine yeah. and one a six, I almost looked at all the IGN Wii U reviews because there's probably not that many of them. I could probably look all of them and. I could probably easily find out what what that game was, that other game. I'm more interested in the six than the nine because I'm sure I have the nine. But and I was like, I was like, well, I was like, what about Devil's Third? I'm like, well, they didn't review that game. I don't think, but I still want Devil's Third to be on Switch because I think that game's great. As dumb as it is, it's totally fun. It was fun for me to play. If you like stupid like third person, first person shoot 'em ups, which I do, so. But yeah, so there's a rabbit's hat that you can wear. There's a Mega Man X costume. There's a Mega Man Battle Network costume. Two different Mega Mans. There's the most interesting one is a Cuphead 
There's a Cuphead sure. me yeah. costume, which actually comes with a with a track from Cuphead. So you'll be buying the character, but you also get a song for the game. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's probably the one of the bunch that will most seem like it's just an actual new, like full DLC character because Cuphead is the you know, all he really does is shoot out of his finger, right? It's yeah. like the simplest one that's most like the me fighter that they're pairing it to. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be yeah, it'll be, it'll be this the gun, the gun me fighter, yeah. which is the same for Mega Man and Mega Man Battle Network, and I think Rabbids also maybe no, I guess not. It would it would be just the regular punchy fighter me guy but so i guess they have all of them covered there but yeah those guys are all in there they're releasing at 75 cents each i don't think i've paid for any of the me fighters on smash brothers ultimate so i I don't see myself getting it but i you know i I already bought the fighter pass so i'm excited to play as byleth actually watching it just made me want to play more of fire emblem three houses that's all that's that's all the direct really gave me. And they did they talked about a little bit about later in the game and I was like, Oh no, not not too many major spoilers because I still haven't gotten to like the the mid the mid game break and all that. But I like uh I like the new levels. I like how you move through the uh through their like college place that they're at. Uh and there's oh, different yeah. there's different areas you can go to. When you're in the cafeteria you can knock down the uh chandeliers on the characters. That was pretty cool. And he and, and he explained like how you can't you can't actually jump up there with the character, but you can use the other character to get you up there, which I was like, that was really cool. Like, you can knock a character up and then throw the uh, sword whip at them and then pull yourself up to the chandelier. I didn't know. That's a pretty crazy move that you can do. I wonder, can you forego fighting altogether and just have tea? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'll say, Trey, this definitely is up your alley because it's going to school in a video game and you love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it, but not in anime. Not, not in cartoons I have to watch. <laughs> but it's fine and it fire it's fine in Fire Room Three Houses. No, uh yeah, yeah, you get to now you get to go to school and fight each other in Smash Brothers. But I, I like that you can destruct you can destroy the environments. Uh in the cafeteria you can break two of the tables. So it's actually the way you do it reminds me a lot of uh, Street Fighter Two. You know, like how they had the destructible stuff like in the background in that you could hit if you like hit it into it you know where there's like a there's like a box or or there's like those statues and and bison's level and stuff like that it kind of reminds me of that also you can go to the marketplace you can destroy the uh the like the selling tents or whatever that they're in like the houses you can destroy those and there's also like a bridge thing that you can fight on but I, i like the backgrounds like each of the three different parts of the monastery have like they have they have different characters from each of the houses in there. So you know, for anybody who played the game, that's pretty cool. There's eight different costumes for Byleth, of course, and three of them actually look like the main characters of each of those three houses. So that's really cool. There's also like a one that's based on Sothith, the or Solith, the the lady that you saw at the beginning, and uh, where you get the green hair and, and variations of that. So there's a lot of different uh, costumes that you can wear, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like I'm the only one that actually cares about Byleth because I play Three Houses. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more. I mean, I'm more excited about that than any of the other like supposed leaks that I've seen. Like, I don't care about Dante being in there from Cap from uh, Devil May Cry because I never liked those games. So you know, I'd I'd, I'd rather see another the, the fourth Fire Emblem, or I guess if you count like Marth and Ike and all that. It's probably like the sixth like main character from a Fire Emblem game that's been on there, but I I like I like sword characters, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know, I, I like I like those guys, and I and I actually only play as the ones that are similar to each other. I don't really play as Robin and Corrin because they're totally different. 
than the other than the other characters, just because I don't know their moveset very well. So I saw that they said um, it, it looks like the weapon is going to be the longest weapon in the game, even maybe longer than than Simon. They pointed out that the oh, the, the, sword, bow, the sword, the sword, like a long bow or something. Oh no, the uh, are you, well, the bow. I mean, the bow is like a, it's a projectile that shoots all the way across the screen and you can charge it also. And it becomes really, really effective and, and, uh, strong. So I like that. It's cool. And there's also a spear that has a pretty good reach that you use. Maybe that that's might have been what they were spear. talking about. But yeah, each of the directions will, will do a different weapon. So that's, that's something that's different than any of the other Fire Emblem characters. Like down. Oh, is, I didn't catch that. So like, it's not like you pick your weapon at the beginning or something like that. It's, no, it's it, each of the different moves, each of the different directions are a different weapon. So I think, so I think forward is the spear and up is, up is the sword and down is the uh, axe. And I guess just regular not pressing anything would be the arrow is what it, is what it looks like. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested to mess around with that. Like, I think that'll be fun. And there's a lot of different, and he goes into like more details about each of the moves and how they how they work. But it seems like that arrow move is incredibly strong. And of course, there's a you know their final smash is basically hitting hitting him with with uh, Sothis or whatever. I, I was kind of hoping that they that they would have brought all the characters from the houses in there and they would just all beat up on him or something like kind of like the Dragon Quest Hero one. But that's not what it was. I, for some reason, I thought that was what it was going to be, but. I'm wondering, so as the only person who watched the entire thing, um, do you think it was worth all 40 minutes? Yeah, I mean, they, like, he covers, like, well, he talks about the character, he shows their moves, he plays a little bit, he talks about all, he talks about the new, the new uh, expansion pass, and he also shows us the two new Amiibo that come out this Friday, so I was interested in that. So the two, so they, so he showed, um, was it Richter? Richter Richter Belmont. I thought there was a Richter, Richter already. I don't I think so. There was, but it's there, not. Yeah, there's a uh, Richter and uh, Dark Samus, which Dark, Dark Samus, Samus is one really that cool. I really want. And he talked about how he liked the palette of <laughs> of uh, Dark Samus. He also made a made a little remark in there when he's talking about the new the new like fighters, the new fighter pass or whatever. He says that they're already decided. So no matter how many times you ask him for a character on Twitter, on Twitter, yeah, it's probably not going <laughs> to happen. So <laughs> so yeah, but I mean. Cool. Uh, six more characters. I'll buy the I'll buy the fighter pass. You know, uh, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to get any of the me's, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cool with another fire emblem character. I know a lot of people are going to kind of groan to that, but I I think it's I think the character in itself is interesting and has some interesting moves. So I'd like to play around with it. But yeah, I mean that's that's that. I mean all of I mean all of his like demonstrations are kind of that long. Like when he gets into mm-hmm. the character. So I mean. That's kind of just how he does it. I'm wondering if they're going to do now. I want to say so. We've had like two Thursdays in a row of like Nintendo information. Does that mean that next week will be like an official Nintendo Direct? That's what everybody's kind of thinking, and that's what I'm maybe think so. thinking also. It's time, like maybe I we'll think just... just getting the big stuff out of the way that would otherwise take up too much time in a regular direct. Yeah, why don't we Pokemon just do and then smash? And the... now it's time for the real deal. Yeah, the the only reason that I would think that it wouldn't be next week is just because of. Uh, you know, just because of like last year's direct being in February and not, and not in January, but also it hasn't it been quite hasn't been like almost like a half a year since we've gotten a direct. Like, what was our last direct that we got? I forget. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a while ago. So it was an indie direct. Well, yeah, I mean those happen all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like a straight up Nintendo direct. 
I forget the reveal of the Zelda DLC for Mario Maker. Was that its own thing or was that part of a direct? Oh, that wasn't a direct. That was just a thing, I think. That, that was, was just thing. a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't a direct. So, I, I mean, the last direct I, I keep thinking of is E3, but did they have one after that? I don't know. I'm sure we reported on it. Look at our previous episodes. You'll find it. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's all All I think I can really say about Smash Brothers. Do you guys have any comments or thoughts on it? Oh. I'll hold off on buying the pack. I mean, I haven't bought the first pack already, but yeah. at this point, I think I'll just wait until this one comes out, and maybe I would buy them both at the same time. I don't know. At that time, maybe it'll be long enough since I played Smash Brothers. It'll be like, yeah, I'll give it another go again. It'll be like a whole new game. Maybe, right. maybe, and, and I'm sure maybe they'll do like a both. If you buy both, like you save a little bit or something like yeah, that. I would. that makes sense. I would hope that they would do that, like where you buy one and two together, and maybe you save like $5 or something like that. I don't know. Right. They should do some sort of deal with it. And I'm sure it's going to show up on the eShop where you can get like the ultimate, ultimate version that has like all of the, all of the fighter pass stuff with, with it, which the one with the fighter pass was like, was like 90, it was like about like 90 bucks. Like we, we gave it away like a couple of years ago mm-hmm. for, from that I got from that Twitch meetup. So oh, that's right. So yeah, it, it was a decent value. I mean, it was like almost $100 worth of stuff there because it was the whole, it was the one with all the characters. So, so yeah, but I'll get a, I'll get a Byleth character, maybe an amiibo. I don't know. The char- I mean, the character, like, the design in itself isn't really all that interesting, but I think the moves attached to it make it more interesting. But that's what I have to say about uh, Smash Brothers. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 202 of Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com, or if you're watching this live, you're finding it on twitch.tv slash Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain or jmacstack. You can find our fun conversations about dead or dying Joy-Cons with other guests that have been on the show and all that stuff. You can find that on there. Uh, Also, if you'd like to support the show and listen to bonus episodes, which we do every month, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. If you give us $1, you can hear all of our bonus shows and all that stuff. And uh, also, I have a sister show called Drunk Monday, which you can find on all of your podcatchers. Just put that in. You'll find that in that way. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And also, uh, youtube.com slash Podcast is where you can find uh, my top ten video and other videos that we put up of us doing multiplayer stuff and stuff like that. See you later. See ya.
Such such quick. Oh man, I'm not even. I'm not even recording. God, I suck at this. I should get fired. That's fine. Um, 